Hey guys, welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin, and uh, I'm here in LA. And uh, you know what? Mike is here in LA. He's not in this room with me right now, but he's visiting. Him and his wife, Karina, both legends. Uh, they've been here for a couple of weeks, and we thought it would be an absolute miss if we did not record something together while we're here. So we're going to give you the deal on what we're going to do today. We have, we're at right now, if you remember, just a handful of episodes ago, an incredible episode with the one and only Wilder Huga. Oh! oh! Uh, got the name right. And he's sitting in the room with me. We did top five movies we hadn't seen. It was a part tour, but it was very recent. Big app. We're at Wilder's house. We're having a barbecue. Many pod guests are here. And right now, just to, just to lead us off, and Mike's going to get in here later. Right now, it's me and Wilder. What's, what's up, my friend? What's up? Oh, my God. I am so excited to be here again. This is the greatest thing ever. Um, essentially, I've killed Mike, and uh, I'm taking over as the host of the show. Yeah, Wilder, Wilder's now the co-host, and uh, we're we're all playing quite a bit of beer pong. No. There's some drinking happening. No, Mike is outside. He came to LA. We're having a great time. Actually, Mike's Mike is so enamored with American football, he can't get off the couch while the rest of us are outside uh, playing a little beer pong. So, Someone call him antisocial. Oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> So um, no, but I'm so happy to have met Mike in person. He is so amazing. His wife Karina is here, who is such a gem. And uh, we've got just some amazing people from episodes of the pod that uh, I, it's so good to get them back together in the same room. We're having a blast. And we came up with an idea for an episode really on the spot. Yes. Right? And I, and you know what? I have to give it to one of our previous podcasts. I have to give him the credit. He came up with it. If you guys have listened to either top five sequels that were better than the original or top five parody movies with the one and only Dennis Coast Jacobs, he came up. You know, Mike and I were guy. lovely fucking guys here right now. Yep. We hope to get him on today. Mm -hmm. He said, you know what? We got to think of something that we don't have to research that much. We just have to think within our brains and come up with a fucking thing. And here's the top five today. Top five movies that we would like to see remade. So we have a lot of fucking shitty remakes. What about those movies that you think you want to get remade? Whether it's, and Wilder's going to chime in in a second too, whether it's a movie that maybe was underrated and nobody saw and you'd like it to get remade so maybe it had a chance of getting more, more views Maybe it was a movie with a great fucking idea concept and it just didn't hit and it didn't connect like it should and you want it to get another chance. And I'm sure there's other reasons too. There's a lot of reasons, but those are the biggest two for my list. Same. So I'm excited to dive into that. And the way this is going to work is that we're going to get two people from the party, two to three. Um, we might have an odd number, so I needed three people. To come in here, say pretty quickly, because we've got a, a big party here. So we got to go, we got to run through it kind of quickly. So we're True. not going to do 
as big of a deep dive, I think, as we normally would. We're going to list them, say the plot, say what we liked or, or, or why we think it's due for a remake, and get the heck out of here. So, uh, What's better than that? What's better than that? Concise. I, uh, I snuck a little bottle of tequila in here. Oh, so no, can, you didn't! Yeah. So we can start it off with a shot. Of Don Julio, oh, 1940 yeah. fucking we two. You and I, we got the bottom of the barrel right here. So uh, we're just going to take it. We're going to do it. And then you're going to start us off with your, your number five. Here we fucking go. Uh, Down the hatch for me. There we go. Beautiful. And that's, that's right here if you need it anymore. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. All right, we're going to start this off. I'm starting it off really new. Really fucking new. So there's one franchise, guys, that I hold very uh, – well, there's a few franchises. But there's one franchise recently that I hold near and dear to my heart. I think it's a great one. And I think they really fucked up. So my first movie that I'd like to see remade is 2018's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay, cool. I'd say really quick, this is probably the movie of all my movies on my list that's more of like, I really thought it fucking sucked. I love the Jurassic Park movies. I even will fucking defend three. I think one, two, and three are great. I like World. I think it's a nice little reboot with and fucking... No, and World is the first Chris Pratt one? Yes. Okay. I like World, but number two, Fallen Kingdom, man, it's stupid as fuck. Like, talk yeah, about sequels yeah, that suck. Know, I love Chris Pratt so much. It's so hard to talk bad Trash. about anything about that guy who's so lovable. Lovable man. But I just, I just don't remember this movie. I just don't remember being particularly entertained. It's not and entertaining. I agree. I think that you have such a good concept here. Fantastic. You have such a great concept. And that's why it deserves to maybe do another run at it. And maybe that's why, what is it, Dominion? The number three, maybe I they think that's three. Maybe they will get it done. Maybe they'll they'll close out the you know trilogy the trilogy with a little bit more gusto is something that you like a little bit. I more. think they will, but that's what kills me is like when you have a trilogy, an epic trilogy. We're talking Jurassic fucking Park. No movie should be weak, and number two is not only weak; it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and. It literally, like, the plot sucks. Chris Pratt, of course, is never a bad actor in a movie. Mm -hmm. But it is goddamn... It's a, it's a travesty. And if they redid it, maybe rework the plot a little bit, make it a little better. I mean, there's so many ways to go with dinosaurs. Yeah. And just, just redo that one. Dinosaurs are so cool. The coolest. All right, we better move on. We gotta move because on. Because we gotta Wilders go. Is number five. Yeah, let's so... I love you, Town. I do. But sometimes you get attached to movies. No! That suck. So the movies that I would like to be redone no! are the Fast and Furious movies from 2 to 19. No! I'm cheating a little bit on my number five pick, but I just don't get them. I'm going to kill them. They suck. Guys, I'm going to fucking murder them before we get I out of the room. I remember watching the one that was in Rio that was kind of good. Five. Okay. Five, I, but, think. I mean, the thing is, they've been so forgettable. They've been so, they've just redone the same thing over and over again. I think let's condense 12 movies into two movies and do two really good sequels. Let's get rid of Vin Diesel because. Uh, no! 
That guy. Brother! Let him be the king of Facebook, and then he can do that too. He's the head of the family. (laughs) Guys, I want you to know. I want you to know that we are at Wilder's beautiful house right now. And when we were sitting down to our barbecue, shout out Venice, (laughs) to our family, also shout out Brie, one of our favorite people, Wilder's wife, who's a legend and sadly could not make it today. I do too. And and so. Can we shout out Murphy too? Murphy, Wilder's son, son, his dog, his dog. My little guy. All right. What was your point? Pop legend. I was going, (laughs) we were sitting outside having our barbecue and I truly have never been in a moment. I mean this in my entire life. That is more like a Fast and Furious end scene <laughs> barbecue than the, that moment. And I felt at home with my family. And how could this man dare say a bad thing I mean, about it's two through true. nine? It's true. I don't have friends. I have family. But, uh, and we've had a great moment. And we've really reconvened with some great people. But I just don't understand hey. the series. I think, like, you know, for a long time, I was just like, all right, they're making more of these movies. And then I saw that Hobbs and Shaw movie. And I'm like. That movie sucked. Okay, but now they're magically getting like some weird uh, lines to connect to the tires of some car that's driving off a cliff and then it's swinging to safety. And I'm like, these movies are garbage. I'm sorry, but it's just like, when did Harry Potter join, you know, the Fast and Furious movies? You you just sparked an idea. Those are movies that need to be written. There we go. Okay. Wow. It's going to be the new Fast movies starring... uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter because at least there will be some explana- explanation as to why they can defy death <laughs> so easily. So, you know? okay, you motherfuckers. So, Wilder's number five, all Fast and Furious is except one. Yeah. I am going to say... The first one is pretty good. It, it is fucking fantastic. Yeah. So, I'm going to say as an honorable mention, fuck everyone else, every Harry Potter movie because that's my favorite book series ever and I think all the movies are pretty bad. But we're not going to talk about those anymore. Yeah. My number four is an old cut. We're getting Mike level, old school, and it is 1962's To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. No. Okay. I Just before you even get into this movie, yeah. I have never seen it because I've always wanted to read the book. You never read the book? <laughs> Fuck! So, I'm not going to lie. You are top five bottom people I'd never expect to not read I know you. Book. I'm a pretty... I, okay, wow. Just to toot my own horn, I'm very well read. Yeah. Um, but no, I like to I like to read. I like to read the classics. I, I like do. to watch old movies. You and do. I've never seen this movie because I've always wanted to dive into the book first. But I just have... It's sort of one that I've always been like, nah. Well, do it because the book's fucking great. All right. But this is. That's what I'll do now. I'm not going deep into the movie. If you don't know To Kill a Mockingbird, then I don't know why you're really listening to this pod. I know know of the movie and and the plot, the general plot. Atticus Finch, we all know him. So look, here's my thing. uh, It has a lot of like racial tensions, right? Like he's he's representing, he's he's a lawyer representing somebody, right? I honestly have not seen him many, many times, but yes, it's a it's about like he, yes, he's defending a black guy and like, um, it is, uh, it's, it's like on, it's, it's not real. Like he is falsely being accused of rape. Okay. And so, but anywho, like to not even go deep into it, we don't need to because it's so popular and I don't want to run anything for you. The point is that it's a, it is a good movie. Mm-hmm. Don't get me fucking wrong. And Mike might argue, we'll see later, maybe once he listens back to this, that it's a great movie. But there are certain films that are so iconic, or so certain books, I should say, that are so iconic 
that sometimes they deserve two plus tellings. And To Kill a Mockingbird, I am shocked in now what what is we're almost 70, 70 years out that it has not had a second version or like a think, big version. I think it's such a it's always made such a it's made such a strong impression. I, of course, coming from somebody who's never seen it, um, I, I think it's made such a strong impression that like it's just it'd be hard to remake it. Like you know, people True. are doing all these modern True. remakes. Um, but that's my old one that I'd like to like, see. Like like something that Mike has thrown out in the past is like Rebecca, and they just made a modern remake of Rebecca, and nobody saw it. Yep. You know, and it's yep. like it's some things need to be left in the past. So I'm gonna lovingly disagree with you <laughs> it doesn't hey, need to be remade once this Coming fucking never, seen, never seen it all right you know what but i i i allow it let's get yeah. into wilder's number okay four. number four is a 1962 british crime drama called strong room Ooh, so i love brits and i love crime dramas my girl love brit. brits and mike is a uh, kind of a a, a brit honorary brit. yeah he's he's been over there for a while um so this is a fascinating movie with a really, really incredible plot that I just don't think anybody has seen, which is why I want to remake it. And it's about some bank robbers who go into a bank who lock the manager and the manager's assistant of a bank in their own vault after they've robbed the bank. Um, and then the rest of the plot of the movie is that they're they're bank robbers but they're not heartless and so they want to be able to save the people who are locked in the vault um before their air runs out um and then some shit happens that uh they're not necessarily able it's just not that easy to just like let let these people free and And give us this title once more it's called stronghold Stronghold. i am fucking watching this shit incredible incredible movie really really good and I just don't think a lot of people have seen it. So I'd like to remake it. I don't think obviously it'd be a big budget like um, theater movie, but I think it could be on like a streaming platform and I think it would be pretty good. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. My number three is uh, something that's very near and dear to my heart and I think is actually a great movie. I don't even think it's that necessarily underwatched. I think it's a bit of a cult classic. But I would for it's a rare film that I think a modern take on it could be very fun, and that is 1985's Clue. So yeah. my favorite board game of all time is Clue. I fucking love it more than I think. There's yeah. nothing I love more than a murder mystery. I think the movie's great. Uh, everyone kills it that's in it, and uh, I just think, look, it's been about uh, you know it's been about uh, almost. It's been over 35 years. Mm-hmm. I think that a modern retelling could be fun. And I would love to see it. Listener, I'm just going to say that the concept of this podcast came came you know to be during the course of this party, which means I'm not going to hold Justin accountable really for any of his picks um, because we just kind of had to come up with a fly. And, in the last, like, and two hours. I really was like pushing town to get in here and being like, yo, let's go do this so we can get back to the party. <laughs> that being said, 
How past, dare you? The past two picks, I do not agree with. What I the really, fuck? I really like the 1985 fiction, I do too. And I think it's good where it is. And on top of that, they've just, they're remaking like the Murder, Murder on the Orient Express movies and stuff. Yeah. And they're pretty good. And I feel like I've, that scratched my itch there a little bit. So. Okay. So here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing. I don't think we need it, but it's like, it's It'd a concept fun. I love so much that I don't. I tie more to the game than okay. the actors in that movie that I could have fun with another okay. version. There's a lot of reasons to remake a movie, and I guess that's a pretty good reason. My friend. Okay. All, All right. right. You go your next. Your number, number three. three. Um, my number three is okay. So Christopher Nolan had this um, this cinematographer named Wally Pfister. Okay. And then Wally Pfister broke off, and his directorial debut was this movie called Transcendence with Johnny Depp. I think you've seen this movie. I actually haven't. Really? I actually have not seen this I'm very movie. surprised. I know. Um, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. So to be frank, I've been like going through the Wikipedia just before this, and I don't even remember all the plot of the movie. But the gist of it is that this guy was a science nerd. Johnny Depp is a science nerd. Uh, Johnny! Yeah. You gotta love it. Um, and he uploads his consciousness to a computer and, uh, and and is able to like recreate himself after he's murdered and, and then uses all these microbots. It's very confusing. And I think probably part of the reason why the movie wasn't a success. That being said, I love the idea of these like very micros- microscopic bots. Yes. They could potentially make up either a person or do your bidding or something like that. They, I mean, imagine the um, functions in which in which that is really um, uh, 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 like helpful to society. It's a great concept. I, so I like the concept of this movie. I just don't, don't think that it was executed done well. very well, executed very well. And so I think it'd be a cool way to rewrite this movie and find the right way right way to do it that's a little bit more interesting and um i think the technological aspects of the movie were a little difficult for people and so i think if you brought back the budget a little bit and uh and then made this just like a really strong singular story that is not too complicated for people it could be a super fun movie it was something that uh, the concept struck with me for a long time even though i knew the movie was never all that great. So I, I think that there's something there and I'd like to explore that further. So it's just something that I've always remembered that movie, despite it being a bad movie. And I think most people forgot about it. So that's why I think it'd be a good for a remake. That's one of my favorite reasons to remake a film. And you just fucking killed it. I have not had that yet. And I I think actually my next movie that I will tell is sort of to a maybe slightly lesser degree about that. But yes, if if you guys, we didn't say this at the beginning, we've only had about two hours to come up with these top five lists. So like this is on the fucking fly. Unbelievable. I think that's actually one of my favorite picks so far because that's my favorite reason to remake is great fucking concept. Maybe wasn't executed as well. Mm-hmm. Kill it. My number two, 1983 film. We're going to go down one of Mike's favorite paths and, and one that I love as well, but but we give Mike a lot more credit for it on the pod. And that's horror. And this is 1983's Sleepaway Camp. Have you ever seen this movie, Wilder? No, I don't watch horror. <laughs> Wilder does not fuck with horror. I don't fuck so, with horror. I fuck with 
I was just talking to Mike about this. I fuck with musicals, but I do not. I don't, I don't like them, and <laughs> that I just don't fuck with horror. So um, I'm sorry, mom, for swearing. Hey, <laughs> hi, mommy. Uh, so this fucking movie released sort of in the heyday of fucking slashers. It's a slasher film. It has a, a, a fucking. If you are into horror, it's a little bit more of a cult classic. But if you are really into horror, you know this is one of the most infamous twist endings in like horror film history. And I will not give it away here, but it's such a fucking great concept. A slasher at sleepaway camp. Mm -hmm. Is there anything better? No. I mean, if you like horror, what better fucking place than sleepaway camp? A place where teenage boys and girls get reckless. Things happen. And if a motherfucker's coming around murdering you, that sounds like a great, a great plot device. So this movie's really good, actually. Like, it's really solid for being a horror film. But there are some missteps. There's just, I mean, some would say it's perfect because it's your perfect 80s B-movie horror. I think that while I don't need a remake, this is a concept that I think is so rich, you could do a lot by calling a horror film Sleepaway Camp, having a similar plot and doing it, maybe you have a different ending this time because you can't really replicate the epicness of the twist, even though, without giving it away, it's a very progressive twist. But, yeah, I think Sleepaway Camp, if you've seen this, you'll understand what I'm saying. This could be a fucking great remake. Great. I'm all about it. I, I, I It sounds uh, horrifying, and I won't watch it. But He's never watching listen, it. Listen, if you want to make it i'm so proud of you for everything that you've accomplished and i'm so i can't wait to to go to the premiere and um you know just hang out Wilder's gonna be my guest even (laughs) when alex is there she's my wife i'm gonna be like your wife you gotta (laughs) you gotta fucking chill for a minute i gotta bring wilder yeah we talked about it on a podcast once yeah so that's number two what's your number two i love it number two i am i um so did mike on a previous episode call out the great train robbery i don't know i don't remember it because i had mentioned earlier in the party that uh i was like i think i might have the oldest pick of all time right here and this is the oldest pick and maybe we're gonna have to fact check or whatever but this is the very first oscar best picture winner ever ever 1927 1927, and that's a movie called Sunrise. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, do you, do you have any idea what this is? I have none. I and love a movie called Sunshine from 2007 with that's Danny a Boyle. Great movie. So the full oh. title I think is called Sunrise: A Song of Two Humans. Ooh, and it's a silent movie. Okay. And I had the absolute pleasure to watch this movie with a musical accompaniment, meaning they showed it to me the way that it was. Um, portrayed to people back in the late 20s where you'd have a silent film and then you'd have somebody literally in the film playing a piano. And and it was an incredible experience. But that's not why I want to remake it. I want to remake it because I was really uh, stricken by the plot and, Mm -hmm. and what was going on on screen. And it's basically about a husband and wife. The husband is having an affair um the woman he's having an affair with convinces the husband to uh kill his wife jesus yep 1927 scandalous take um so he takes the wife out onto a boat 
and the wife figures it out outway on the at halfway out on the boat um and uh and there's sort of this moment that is not portrayed through dialogue at all where she realizes she's going to be killed and he realizes that she's figured out what they're really out there to do um and i won't ruin the plot for you from there but it's it was really really dramatic and really well done to think that this is something that was done in the very very early part of filmmaking 27 1927 and the emotion on these actors faces though things that they portrayed i thought were absolutely fascinating and i i thought while I was watching this movie, which was probably in 2015, um, I was like, man, this, this is really good and really fascinating. And I think that people would be interested in this type of thing uh, nowadays. And so I'm not ruining the plot. I, I kind of hope that people watch it, although I doubt most people will. I'm going to watch it. I'm writing it down. You think you will? Yeah, I'm writing it down right now. Um, but, uh, but it's a really fun watch, and I think it would be a really good remake, too. Okay, amazing. I cannot wait to fucking check this out. I just yeah. put it in 1927 Sunrise. Um, okay, number one. Holy fuck, we're here. We're already there. We're already there because we're going to have a lot of them. So my number one is my favorite book of all time. And I've read it so many times. They made it into a new film in 1983. I thought it was decent. I mean, it had a, one of the most stacked casts I can think of from the 80s. But... The movie to me just, it didn't come close to the film. And I'm not saying that I think a remake could be any better. I'm saying I'd like another shot at it because I'd like a, I'd like a remake to be better and closer to how legendary I think the book is. And that is 1983's The Outsiders. Oh, I did not expect you to say this movie. <laughs> that is so surprising. Dude, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yep. Obviously, the book, S.E. Hinton, um, the movie starring so many fucking people, but just some of them, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, the crazy Swayze, Rob Lowe, fucking Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, Diane Lane's in there. I mean, you have an unbelievably stacked cast. Look, I think the movie's solid. I, I like it. I, I find nothing awful about it. But for a book that I think is maybe the best book that's ever been written... It makes me a little sad that the movie does not match the epicness and as one of my favorite movies ever. So I'd like to see if they could take another run in it. That's that's awesome. And I love that you have such a good connection with the book. And uh, that's that's a very good reason to do it. Um, and I, was, I think we talked about The Outsiders. Or Did we? Uh, maybe we haven't. But um, yeah, uh, not a... Not a great movie, I don't think. Not the, not the best movie. Not the no, best. It really so, isn't. Uh, I, I would, I'm right there with you. I would love to see that. Oh, wow. That warms my fucking heart. Uh, four and three, we were nowhere near agreement, and now we're back. There on. were arguments. Yeah. Tequila shots need to be taken yeah. to, to keep yeah. things in order. Yeah, yeah, um, Should we move on? You're number one. There we go. Number one is by far one of the greatest marketing campaigns I've ever seen for a movie, followed by what I thought was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. Absolutely the worst movie I have ever seen. I've never left a theater more upset by what the expectations were and what was actually portrayed on screen. And that was the original Suicide Squad. Wow. 
Yeah. I actually never saw it because I thought it you looked bad. You didn't see it? No, because I thought it looked Are that fucking kidding? bad, bro. You thought it looked bad? Yeah. I thought the marketing material was so good for this movie. We're talking the one, not the one that just came out, but the one like maybe not, five years not ago. Not James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. But the one right before Which it. is a mediocre. The one with Will Smith in it. The one with Will Smith. Suicide Squad I never 2016. Saw I never saw it. I am very surprised that I'll you have you, never seen this Before movie. you say why it sucks, or why you want to remade, I never saw it because, one, they made, the sui- they made Suicide Squad a fucking insanely R-rated fucking premise, PG-13. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to see that? I knew that it was going to be shit because even if you make it a good trailer, you're fucking with, you're fucking with gold by trying to make it family friendly to a degree. I'm so envious that you were able to come to the conclusion before the movie that it was going to suck. I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I wish I was as smart as you and as handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I we're Blake 182 right now. Oh, hold on. Whoa, uh, wait, we've got a guest. Excuse me. Rory, we're going through number we have, ones right we now. Have, we have, oh, no. hold on. Man from top five Oscar snub, Rory oh, Cosgrove. Jesus. We've got some Don Julio 1942. Holy moly. Get your... Fucking mouth okay, here. We the just gotta get we got the, the number, number one, of one of that we're getting out of here. Then so you're let me just say nice. real quickly okay. that I thought that the original Suicide Squad was going to be so good and it was fucking garbage. And the entire premise was about the Suicide Squad getting to Cara Delevingne, whatever her character was. Yep. And I, I just thought, I was like not interested 15 minutes into this movie about oh. like what their challenge was, about who their characters were. It was like the character setup was so bad premise of the movie about the mission that they had accomplished was so bad and i just was set up so i i just felt like a fool by everything that the that warner brothers they tricked me, you that warner brothers made me feel leading up to the movie and then what they actually delivered so I, that was something where i was like let's let's get this fucking right and i know that james gunn just did another sequel did you watch it's it? not really a sequel i did watch it and it was mediocre, so I think Agreed. the Suicide Squad is a great concept. It's waiting for a great movie, and it hasn't been there yet, and that's very difficult for me to say because I love, love, love James Gunn. Me too. I love a lot of the people that have worked on the movie, about the characters and everything, so um, I just I think that they should keep going and find the right version of that movie. You know what they and- said. Third time's the fucking charm. Third time's the charm. And so this isn't much as much of a remake as it is a sequel, which I'm just realizing. But that's not really what I thought going into it. So let's remake the first one, but change everything they did in the movie. <laughs> Literally every fucking thing. Guys, we've got Rory Cosgrove here from Top 5 Oscar and Best Picture Snubs. He just came and Top shot. 5 Movies That Make You Cry. What's up, my friend? Ah, God. No, I, well, I just didn't. I did not want to come in and interrupt. It was a very intimate, intimate moment. I guess mm-hmm. I, I would say intimate, but it was. We almost made up. We did. We did. It was close and was close, and you get even closer. Well, Water and I might have been close. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. This mic is so fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you tell me, I've never even thought about the Suicide Squad as something, <laughs> even on the radar. And I don't know Thomas Gunn. James Gunn? James Gunn. <laughs> Thomas Gunn. You don't know James. him either. James, James Gunn. <laughs> so, Thomas, I don't know that guy. He might be out there. 
Thomas Thomas guy. Maybe you can find him. He's a gunslinger. You're going to find him. He's, he's a gunslinger. He, he's eating ribs as good as Wilder makes, I hope. I Someone would only fucking yeah, dream. I'm not about. sure if that's possible. I work hard on those things. Sous vide. Have we talked about the ribs? No, we have not. Okay, we haven't talked about the ribs, so let's do a little timeout for the ribs. Uh, the ribs were uh, sous vide. I, I'll actually just let the chef talk about them because we're graciously hosted oh, well, by the man. Oh, you, oh, I didn't realize we were doing the recipe portion. Yes, there's a recipe oh, portion. Oh, there's a recipe portion. Oh, God, how do we even get there? Oh, well. All right, listener, this is a little bonus content for you. You just all you get it's simple. You don't have to go to the Patreon for this one. You're just getting it right now. Yeah, you just got a um, little bit of dry rub, whatever you want. Make sure there's some brown sugar in there. Throw a little bit of liquid smoke. Throw them in a vacuum seal bag. Vacuum that shit up. Throw them in a bath of water at 145 degrees for 36 hours. Throw them in the oven after they're out with some barbecue sauce for Here about I don't know 20 minutes, and uh, you got the best thing you've ever freaking tasted. Finger looking good. I Finger w- looking good. If you've ever seen Anchorman, where he's like, I have, I got ribs. I yeah, have I have ribs. Lunch. I had ribs for lunch. That's why I'm picking my teeth. Mm-hmm. I literally had ribs for lunch. Yeah. But you, you weren't picking your teeth. Because- but I know what I now am because they're that good. They're that good. They're that good. Okay, you yeah. guys, we have gotten off track. We have, so far. <laughs> We've got to get out of here. But look, we have so many people coming in to talk about more but, movies. But they wish they had remakes. Should we do a quick recap? recap? Yes. Okay. So I am number five, Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Number four, To Kill a Mockingbird. Number three, Clue. Number two, Sleepaway Camp. And number one, The Outsiders. Okay, number five. All Fast and Furious movies after the number one. <laughs> number three. Four, movie Strong Room. Number three, Sunrise. Number two, Transcendence. And number one, The Suicide Squad. Rory, thank you so much for joining us. We had such a blast. And and am I wrong? Are you going to be joining with the one and only PTM, Mike? I think we might sneak in here at some point. Well, I think it's going to be, are you ready with a list? I'm definitely ready with a list. I'm going to go get Mike, and we're going to fucking make it happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. Please enjoy Rory and Mike or whoever comes next in the in the lineup. And we had a great time. We had a fucking blast. And uh, fuck Suicide Squad. Literally, fuck it. Okay, goodbye. Okay, sorry, bye. Okay, we cut that out. We- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm in. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I, I, I'm here. We're doing it. We're already live. We're no headphones, live. just live. I, I have, it is right. live. We have to get close to the mic. Close to the mic. Close to the mic. If you guys are just tuning in. Yes. This is Rory Shmory Cosgrove. Now I'm just shut up. I'm going to shut up right now. That's Rory. This is Mike. This is, of course, live. The case of the Rockies in the home of the Rockies. God, I fucking love it. Okay, so you guys know why we're here. Probably better than us, to be honest. Absolutely. Top, top five movies we would love to see a remake of. I see that Rory's got six. I've got six or seven. Oh, I got a bunch. I got a bunch. I'm just going to pick on the fly. It's it's going to be a little bit messy, but I just think, you know, right off the gate, Rory, go. Number five. All right, let's just get into it. Number five. I fucking love it. And I'm going to start low down on the list. It's going to be Little Giants. Little Giants? That movie with Rick Moranis? With Rick Moranis. Oh my god. That's you insane. know what I want? 
I can't, I can't wait to find out. I want the Cowboys to win that. I want. Oh no! I want the entire oh, no. opposite team to win. Wait, is it because you're a Giants hater or what? Uh, no, I mean I, I I dislike both Giants and the Cowboys, but I think there will be a common theme going through here. Oh, okay. Of I want the ending to end differently. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's how I'm taking yeah. this. But are like, they all going to be like the negative ending? Or? Yeah, well, it could be. Could be. We don't, we don't know. We don't want to give it We don't know. I, well, that's, it, not all of them. But okay. with this one, I wanted the Cowboys to win. I mean, they're... And they on. won by such bullshit. We had the, sti- the sticky hands on the numbers. You know, the underdog story. I've seen it. I get it. Why can the underdogs cheat? And the other team can't. That's my question. You know? The underdogs are always cheating. And it's like gamesmanship. No, exactly. no, they're cheating because you're you're not as good as the Cowboys. Well, you didn't have the annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I fucking love that thing. Okay, so okay. I'm going to move on. This is my first one. I'm going to fire it All out right. there. I love that. Little thought in there, but that's, that's my first one. Okay, love it. Mind, I'm going to a classic. You know I am. You know I am. And it's a movie I have not seen. I'm bringing it because love it. this is 1939's Gone with the Wind. A classic film. Such a fucking classic, classic pick. And I literally do not know. I just don't know how you're going to take it. I don't know how you're going to take this one. Okay, so it's an absolute classic. People say it's one of the best movies ever. It's 233 minutes long. So it's, it's, it's almost four hours long. Never seen it. I'm never going to watch a movie that's four hours long that's some romance. No. I'm sorry. It's, it could be the greatest story ever. Four hours, Doug? For me, like, I mean, I'll watch a romance every now and then. I like to be romanced, you know, but four hours? No. Cut me like an uh, hour 40 version of it. Remake it. I don't even care who's in it, and I will go see it. I want to know the story, but four hours is I don't know if anyone knew that it was four. Is it is it really four hours it's long? It's two hours and thirty three minutes. I mean, that's right up against four hours, isn't it? I mean, if we're getting close to it, that's seven minutes away. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm pretty drunk, but I can still do that much math. Like, I mean, I like Clark Gable and everything, but like four hours. So, Gone with the Wind. The premise is. It's I feel like Southern romance, right? No, I thought Gone with the Wind was a. Uh... What is Gone with? Uh, it was in Nazi Germany. No, once, no, right? no, 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 no. What am I thinking of? It's during the Civil War. It's like a Civil War Southern, like there's like a ah. plantation owner's daughter and stuff like that. Oh, what did I, what, what am like I thinking Southern of? It's like the ones where they're oh Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Okay. Number four, Mary Poppins. Number four, Mary Poppins. Poppins. <laughs> Too much garbage. Too much umbrellas. Okay, so. We're going to number. This is where we get. I always I get it. sloppy it. with this. I love this. All right, I'm gonna go. So I did Little Giants. I'm gonna go Princess Bride. Oh, not to be remade uh, in a bad way. Okay, but to be remade just because I would love new age features about it. Okay, right. So like, it's a wonderful story. Yes, and it's a uh, my first time. Did you? Really? Yeah. No way. In a very recent episode that we recorded with Wilder, whose house we're at right now. Ah, my God! All right, so I have not. Sorry for sorry for the the clapping loud sound. I get excited. 
uh, also have not heard the Wilder episode, but Princess Bride, such a good movie. Why I want it to be remade is that it's it's magical. They're like little moments, like where it would be like when like in the quicksand, you know, where he's like, it's like oh, curious, right. like how that would look, or like mm. how like certain like when he runs in and he's playing the game where he's yeah. like, one of this is poison. Right, the other right, one is right, not right, like, yeah. how would that look in, right. in today's age? Now it could turn out like point break 2.0, which was garbage. Uh, but it, it also could be kind of cool, but it's maybe it's not something you touched, but I always thought it was a, a interesting one to kind of throw into the mix. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I had not thought of that. It's a classic, classic stuff to remake. Classic. Exactly. But it's, it's a bold pick. I yeah. like it. Shout out Andre the Giant. Shout out. I'm Andre the Giant. Was that a You're French like, accent? Yeah. <laughs> this is Andre the Giant. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Oh my God, that's amazing. All right. I am going to go with, looking at my list here, and I'm going to go with a film called Two Minute Warning. Have not heard it. I want to say it's or have not seen it. I want to. (laughs) I've listened to it either. I want to say it's from the early seventies. I'm looking it up now. It's from seventy six, actually, and it's starring Charlton Heston. And the plot of the movie is that there's an active shooter at the Super Bowl, and he's like a cop that has to like take down these like terrorist type folks. Terrible film. It's awful, but doesn't the premise sound good? Like, wouldn't you want to watch that? Like, there is a premise of that. That's, I mean, there's a lot of movies that are like thrillers that have come out since then that are similar ideas. This one just it never builds the tension. It's like for an hour forty, nothing's happening, and then the last twenty minutes it happens. Like, it's it's really poorly constructed, and and I just I I would see that movie. I would see that thriller. I didn't know what Charleston Heston looked oh, like wow. until I googled yeah. it. Oh, wow. And I see him oily and in and, and gorgeous, and I'm like, also holding a baby. Wow, love this! What a Google search you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a Google search. I love that. So that's an interesting one because I, there there is another one that is a lot of. I guess maybe it's a trope, right? Okay. Like, sort of saying, okay, the Super Bowl. What is that fucking movie? It's I don't know. I'm a moron. We're gonna Don't listen to me. All right. We're going to, you know, so we're going. Are we going rapid fire here? Go. We'll go rapid fire and just figure out what, what yeah. works. Okay, right. so I'm going to say number three, point break. What? But what if Keanu and Patrick Swayze became teammates? What if he convinced him that. This sounds like a sequel, though. Is this a remake? I would remake it like, well, I guess it would be a sequel. Fuck, I didn't Ooh. think about that. Okay. But like, I guess it could be a sequel. I always thought, what if what if they became friends at the end? And he's like, he's like, he's like no, man, you, you, you vacundias. He does. He's like, no, man, you can't go. He's, yeah. like, he's like, you're fucking coming in, man. Yeah, nice. You're coming with me. He's like, you know but how I How do they escape go. from like the water with the cops, though? I don't know. Okay, yeah, we don't know. We need to talk I mean, to, we sur- we we need to, talk to surfers yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> Because surfers you know, know how to tie currents, you know, currents, like what are we, the what charts, are we picking up? Sextants. Anyone who you know? listens in Australia, 
if we can it's get winter in the if summer it's winter in the summer how does that monsoon work monsoon season toilets the other and way now around. they're in the caribbean they're but i Bermuda. always wish they were yeah. just best friends i love that because yeah. they, they were best friends yeah. but it's like also what happened to rosie in that film like Ooh. what happened it's like Ooh, rosie's dead man he's a yeah, piece dead. of meat she's in the dead. desert yeah. yeah rosie's dead rosie's dead but R- they made R- it. R.I.P. Swayze, man. R- he R- had such a fucking run. Oh. <sighs> Not only a run, just sex icon. I know. Sex icon. I know. I was watching Roadhouse the other day. My wife hadn't seen it, and I was like, I don't even want to put this on. I feel like I'm just showing her other men. Uh, this right. is too much. This is too much. Then he knows martial arts. It, advert your eyes. Yeah. Please look away. Baby in the corner. All day. Nobody puts her there. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh I think we might go yeah. ten. All right. I like. I, I feel like this one's gonna go ten. This We're like go. in a ten deep. Yeah. Do it. All right. Now my number three, another, like Charlton Heston, sort of a macho icon, still putting out movies with garbage titles. This is. 1973's High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood. God, you just have the most absurd picks. <laughs> like these, like the most absurd picks. Like who's this, ever heard of this, this movie? This is a classic. This is a classic. Clint Eastwood's like a ghost cowboy. I've never even heard of this movie. And he comes into town and like murders people, but he also like rapes them and sort of implies that they enjoy it. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> And you read and you and you read reviews of, read reviews of this movie. And I was like, oh, great, fucking movie ever. It's like there was a lot of rape, and it was like not cool. So I'd I, never even heard of and the movie. Clint Eastwood. You know, I've never been a big Clint Eastwood guy because he's always like, I think he kind of had to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, you just like watch the movies and just like, I'm so fucking cool. And you're like, are, <laughs> are you though? Like, it's it's not. I'm not getting off. So like, it's just so less, a little bit less on the crazy macho, a lot less rape. Would be nice. Which is funny because he was in a movie called Cry Macho. Yeah. Which is just a terrible title. Yeah. And uh, Cry Macho. Yeah. But I mean, otherwise. Literally in a Cry Macho. What the yeah. fuck is that? I have no idea. Yeah. And that's, so that's the vibe that's in the movie, right? And it's yeah. like, it's, it's gross. But the idea of a ghost cowboy coming to a town to seek his revenge, killing all the bad people in the town. Dope. Dope. Yeah. That one, that is super that. cool. I want to see that. I think. Uh, copyrighted by us right now. So if you're listening to the podcast, that's that's happening. That's locked tight. That's locked that tight. Tight. That, that is copyright tight, is tight tight, 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 tight. And if you think about doing it, we do have lawyers. They're drinking in the living room currently, right now. To be clear, we're our own legal representation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Here we do number two. All right, number two. Top five movies I want to remake. <laughs> this no, is gonna be so stupid. The Titanic. Dude, I thought about putting that. All right, on thank list. you. Oh my, thank you. God. All right, sorry. So yes, I would okay. love to remake it. Oh my god. So tell me what you want to see in the new Titanic. More aggressive engineering process. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more. I want to see yes, more yes, of what yes. what like like the people actually freaking out. Less romance yes. in the front. More of like the actual, so take what you would see on the History yeah. Channel and yeah. make it a drama. That's like kind of what I I'm like. That okay, you want to get into the like into all the like weeds of into the weeds of yes. like like 
give me the diary of the captain give me like all that kind of stuff okay so this one is where i get like really like real like i like love history i'm a history major yes truly want to see that one remade because it was like it was like a, a an event yes that was monumental okay not only in terms of engineering in shipping like yes. I, mean, I mean it changed a lot of things and it was like sort of one of the first outside of war mash mass mash casualties gotcha. happening in a transit sort of yeah. situation yeah so yeah okay. so it, like it's kind of a curious situation it could and it could yeah. have been prevented um maybe this is, this is a weird connection so tell me what you're thinking about it but the Steve McQueen movie, The Great Escape. I've never uh, seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. So that'll go top five movies that I've never yeah. seen that I should have so seen. That one's interesting because, like, as Keep far as listening. as far as prison escape films go, it goes into like little, like every single detail of the escape from like the memoir of the people that made it out. So it kind of has a similar feel. To ah, what you're suggesting. Interesting. All right. Cool. And what about like naked paintings? Yeah. Five times as many? Six times? Seven? No. I want an entire ballroom yes. of Kate Winslet's okay. boobs. Yeah. Okay. We just got two. No, no. I like it. Okay. I like it. And I, agree and I have I a agree. notebook here and there's just titties already being drawn. I actually can verify. He's yes. not lying to you. <laughs> they look like D cups. Double D. No, it's yeah, double. No, it's okay. double. And it's, it's double. turning into a face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I am going. I don't even know. I can't make the transition. I'm sorry. All right. My number two is a movie that I really wanted to love. I've seen it a few times and I hated it both times, but it's about what I wanted to do when I was like in high school, like what I thought my career would be instead of the lame bullshit it is now. And that is 2005. Say that again. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no. well, let's, let's retract that statement. Hold no, on. No, no, Say good, that again. It's 2005's The Interpreter with Nicole Kidman and Sean Penn. Do you remember ah, seeing this movie? Yeah, it's. I'm curious. It's the UN interpreter, right? And she's interpreting for. And she hears something like on the floor of the UN about like this plot that's going right. to happen, right? So, yeah, I wanted to be like an interpreter at the UN. Like, I thought that would be my career. It's not. So I didn't make it. But anyway, so when this came out, it was like. I was maybe like a sophomore or a junior. So it was like, oh, this is like exactly what I want to do. And then like the whole thing is just, it's really convoluted. Like you don't really, there's so many like different people involved. You don't know what the, the whole full, full scope of the scandal is. Then they waste a lot of time being like, oh, maybe Nicole Kidman heard nothing. And you're like, no, no, I saw her. Like you showed it to me. Like they were, it's like, it's very, it's just a mess. And Sean Penn's great. Nicole Kidman's great. I'm into the plot. The movie's terrible. Let's let's give it another round. You know, geopolitics always works. It does. I think it always works. It's the it. sexiest thing out there. I love. I mean, that's what they say. Geopolitics. Like, it is. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. You know? Like geopolitics gets you laid. Not only in terms of if you make the movie, geopolitics. Yeah. If you know geopolitics, true. Then we'll also go you to be- you speak different languages. Yeah. That brings me to another movie that I would love to remake in current time with a little bit faster camera. And you might hate me for this. Okay. Leon the Professional. 
Oh, that's interesting. I like that pick. Okay, right? Okay. Yeah. So Leon. So I've, I've gone. So this wasn't my one, but like just through the conversation. Fuck yeah. Fuck it. Let's throw it in there. Okay. Leon the professional. Interesting. Great movie. Hampered by less production. Yes. Or less okay. production. Uh, didn't have the budget. Yeah. Uh, not less production because, you know, the people that made it. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but if they had more production or yeah. more budget, what would that what would that look like? That is interesting. And maybe that's like the tipping yeah. point where if you have too much money, which obviously yeah. movies can fall into, turns into yeah. like garbage. But I think and then or then it turns into a studio picture, right? Where it's like wanna wanna see a return. But Leon the Professional yeah. would be a dope, dope, dope one to see remade. Still with Jean Renault, or like then I'm falling into the sequel. Yeah, phase. yeah, you can't do so, it. Yeah. Can't go into the sequels. No, you can't. Because the it. first one I was going into the sequels. So yeah, yeah, great movie. Is, yeah, I forgot that was '94. Yeah, you're right. '94. So yeah. he could it, it could have benefited just a little more like I don't tracking. Mind I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. And then we could go to like top five, like most saying here first. Yeah. Technically fun films to watch right where like you admire the the actual the the movie could suck but the yes. actual filming of it yeah was I see spectacular. okay i like that yeah. i like that movies that just looked we're right. nailing we're nailing future top <sighs> five is, subjects right wow, here this is incredible wait so was that your number one the other professional i would that wasn't my number one. It just kind of slipped out of my. All right, mouth. I'm just gonna do my number one. Yeah, and then do you your can just do one. your number one. That's like okay. <laughs> always goes off the rails. It's just Roy. Us. I mean, he just he can't be controlled, and that's why we love him. Yeah, well, that's why I love you guys. Just let um, me be. Let me be me. Okay, my number one is a movie that I've I've spoken about it like very briefly on the pod, sort of in passing, and it's a movie that. One of the things I love, well, one, I love like disaster movies. I mean, who doesn't? They're fucking great, right? And one thing I love is movies that are set in small fishing towns. I don't know what, it's very obscure. I've said it on the pod, but I love it. I fucking love that you said that. I just love the feel. I fucking love that you said that. I love the feel that, like seaside town. And you, you know, he lives in a small English shire. That's true. I live in a shire. You are somewhat living it already um yeah it's quaint it's quaint it's it quaint so the movie that fits these things that should have been awesome crazy cast is 2000's the perfect storm which is bad oh my god bad... that was my number one no that wasn't. was my number one no it wasn't yes it was no it, wasn't. it was it was like literally it was i don't believe you yeah no. do you have it written down no i don't because <laughs> but i thought about it as soon as you, you no. started talking are you serious? Not kidding. This is not a joke. He's staring at me directly in the face. It's accusatory. It's accusatory. And there's one. There's one light just hanging over us. It's no Barbara Walters shit. Yeah, but it is literally. I was gonna say that. Okay, the perfect story. So continue. Yeah, I mean, this movie. I never buy Clooney as the captain. He just doesn't strike me as the small fishing village guy, right? Then they spend so much time with like other boats and other aircraft, and you're like, "Hey, I don't even know the crew. Like, introduce me to the crew." There's like William Fickner and shit. Like, I want to meet these characters, and they barely ever focus on like Mark Wahlberg, and that's basically it. And then it all just kind of—I don't know—it just didn't build the tension. There was never 
sort of invested. I mean, and it's just like half the first half of the film is just like them fishing. Like it looks like that fucking crab show. And they just go, you know what I mean? It's just, it just doesn't deliver. You just don't feel for the characters. What should have been, if who's who's the love interest, Maria Bello? Oh no no no! Um, um, let me look it up really quick. Great great actress though. Um, pause pause. So pause, Di- Diane Lane. Diane is, Lane, yeah. who is a old school classic, always sexy. Yeah. Top five sexy, not even trying. Diane, Diane Lane. Lane must love dogs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other one is Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio is like the other like boat Who's captain. That one? She's the one that like George Clooney is sort of into. Gotta look, gotta look this one up. Pause. Uh, you know, I wish we had music. We gotta start adding music to the. It's like while we search. While we search. But I honestly, that's crazy that you said that because that was also. It might not have been yeah. number one on my list, but I was definitely thinking it. Yeah. Because it's such an intense moment. There's so much already drawn in right there, yeah. and then it's just sort of. Uh, Let's bail, kind of, it, it, or let's just let CGI, yeah, do its thing, and and it's like, and it just didn't quite capture the moment, which could have been fantastic. Could have been, and like, like what was the sto- that storm was the great storm of the north, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it was like, there's something there. Yeah. So if you remade it, you could remake that really, really intense. That's what I think. I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's it's a it's a missed opportunity. Totally missed opportunity. Wow, that's crazy. So what else? I mean, what else do you have? You I, don't, know. I don't know if you have a number one. You want to throw out an honorable <laughs> or know, two? I, but I gotta go back to the list here. All right, all right. Ronan. Oh, oh yeah. Robert yeah, De Niro. Yeah, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Bobby yeah. De Niro. It was not good. You're right. That's it's not good. Pick. It's yes. not good. It misses so on so many marks. Yeah. Just it's because the concept of the movie, right, mm-hmm. is that. He worked for an agency, yeah. and then he's then he goes rogue, but then he's like trying to make right, yeah. you know, like classics, you know, classic yeah. spy yeah. shit. Yeah. But like, could have just been done better. Yeah. But again, brings me back, and I kind of got into a Jean Reno phase. Oh, yeah, it's a Jean Reno. Like oh. one of my favorite scenes of all. This could be another good top five. Oh, We're getting just nailing top that. top five favorite scenes of all time. Love, boom. But like I love when he they get to the uh, the safe house and that guy he has like the samurai clay soldiers oh, yes, yes, all yes, stacked yep, up yep. and he's like this <laughs> No one come in don't come in I'm pooping <laughs> No <laughs> Who knows what's going on out there it's Ronan yeah, Ro- but but like when they're when he's yeah. getting stitched yes. up and, and, the, yeah. and the doctor's stitching up, like dude, dude there's a that's a great scene. Yes. and it's Bobby De Niro, but like that movie could be so much cooler. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. And and John Frankenheimer is a good director. I mean, it just I don't know. I agree with you. It kind of came out at a weird time as well. Like I feel like yeah. What what year was it? I think like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety eight, ninety eight. It's a weird phase. Right. Weird phase for Bobby. I mean, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. what was I he like doing? Him. Like he's yeah, he's yeah. transitioning, transitioning out of like, my... parents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like, that. and then he did yeah. that. 
All right, I've got two. I, wonder, I don't know if that'd be my number one. If, you, if you've <laughs> never understood anything right. that I've done, I'm pretty scattershot about everything that I do. Yeah. Which might piss the boys off, but I love the boys no, nonetheless, and they love me. I hope. That's absolutely right. All right, I'll throw out two, and then I'm done. So I'm going with Children of the Corn. You ever seen that? Never seen Have that. Have you read the book? No. Okay. It so, always scares me. I'm terrified. Well, the thing is that the movie's not scary. That's like, I love killer kids shit. And like, it just. It's very, it's it's really like kind of lazy, you know, like a lot of the like horror movie decisions where they do like dumb shit all the time and like they don't explain like how a town is some sort of functioning with like these kids. Yeah. It's not like they just took over. They've taken over for like, I don't remember, but like it's at least a year. Like no one drove through the town and was like, hey, why are all these kids? It's really bizarre, you know? And the effects are like, I don't know if you have this, but obviously effects get better over time and like I don't judge movies like based on that only, but- right. You can also tell in real time when something's not working. And I feel like a lot of movies in the 80s use effects that, like, they're not really working, but it was the thing to do. So they, like, throw it in and it just looks terrible. This one, just awful. It looks awful what they yeah. try to do in the movie. So Children of the Corn. Children That's of the Corn. And the last one I'll throw out quick is a recent movie. It's from 2018. Uh, and it is with Ed Helms, Jake Johnson, John Hamm, Hannibal Burris, Jeremy Renner. Isla Fisher. It's called Tag. <sighs> I love the concept of the movie. Because, I mean, we're sort of like horrible that. Horrible name. Yeah, terrible, Hor- terrible. Horrible name. Terrible name. Uh, but, because you the know, idea is right there. Yeah. And where, you know, I'm what, I'm 32. How old are you? 33. 33. God so, damn it. You know where no, you're, I'm, I'm 24. Tw- tw- stay there. 24. Have you ever seen Dorian Gray? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's who I am. So we're like getting to that age where it's it's more it's harder and harder to keep in touch with people and like you know these guys are just like they have this one thing that they do they play tag and it keeps them together and it's you know it's a beautiful friendship. You always have the most incredible, incredible <laughs> like this one is like out of the ether. <laughs> but it's a great concept. It's funny. It's Come funny on idea. in. Oh, and, and then we here. got the we right, got the we really got the... quick, really quick. Town, have did you see Buffalo? Oh you... fuck! <laughs> Oh, he got buffalo. If you guys don't know what buffalo is, if you well, you're all in for life now. But if you're holding a drink in your right hand and you've taken more than one sip, and someone calls buffalo, you got to chug it, or you're a little fucking bitch. So I'm gonna chug my beer right now. Okay, then I'll ask you a quick question. Just taking a while. So and. Okay. Did you ever see Tag from 2018? One of my favorite comedies of the past. Decade. No, Town loved it. I loved it. I saw it twice in theaters. I of loved course, it so much. Of course, it's of course. You did not talk about Tag being remade. Honorable no. Honorable mention. Honestly, maybe <laughs> easily top five comedies of the 2010s. Easily. Long pause. Should be be remade. Yes. Long pause. (laughs) These fucking guys. They've been in here a while. People are asking about where they are. I got two blowjobs. One was Uh, from me. I got a thirsty mouth. I'll tell you that. All right. We got to go. We got to go. All right. right, Let's fucking go. We're going to have the next one. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. You do your thing. Get, okay. in, get, get crazy with it. Okay. Love y'all. Love y'all. Love you. Have a good time. Thank you. Wine poured. All right. So we have 
We have red wine and white wine poured, and we are ready to say our Which, top five movies that we would love to be remade. Yes, and red and white makes sense because Casey is a little more of a redhead, and you're not. A I'm blonde. actually not a blonde. So. <laughs> As a child, I was. All right, so we have a dream. Let's start with number five, right? Okay. Yeah. Number five, we think, now we thought this movie was amazing when it was made originally, but we actually think that nowadays it would be made amazing again. And that is American Psycho. American Psycho. Christian Bale was the original psychotic I mean, he human. is the original psychotic human. He is. And he honestly would be amazing to even reprise the role as a sequel. But at the same time, I feel like there's another burgeoning like- Christian Bale character that could play this part so well. And I think that it would... I don't think it's so perfect that it couldn't be made also perfect. We could like remade. warm it up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. make it a little more like Mad Men, a little more charming. Yeah. That then loops you in a little harder to be fucking killed. I think American Psycho is just like, it's just been said to us for so long and it's awesome. And we watched it and we're like, yeah, it is. But I just think there's so many ways to make it more awesome for our generation nowadays. Yes, I agree. Well, to wrap like you, the Netflix film from, that could be like, sort of a decent Example. kind of follow-up. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. You is on the show that yep. Dylan Cohen is on. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's dark and it's twisted, and I do think that that's a great trajectory for a show for Netflix specifically. <laughs> All right, and now we're going to move on to number four. And this is a kind of interesting take on some something that is – we want it. We want a new genre of this movie. Well, I just—it's more like I don't understand why Jennifer. Okay, so it's the wedding planner and all of her other things she's done. I don't understand why she's always cast in those types of roles. The, yeah, the wedding planner. We have a couple of honorable mentions, but overall, number four <laughs> is specifically the wedding planner. It's a great movie if you haven't seen it with Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey. And of course, she's a wedding planner and he's getting married and she fucks it all up because he falls in love with a wedding planner and like the classic romantic comedy shit that happens. But we thought this movie would be amazing if Jennifer Lopez came back. If she, I mean, maybe even if she didn't, but if she did... And she was maybe the mother of the person getting married. And then we created a bit of a horror movie. Yes. From yes. the wedding planner. Yep. Because planning a wedding, as as Hannah knows, because she recently planned a wedding. And she created, in her head, the most simple wedding. And it still was a horror show. Oh, it was. Yes. And so nowadays, like, planning a wedding after COVID, everything to do with it is such a perfect like segue into an amazing platform for a scary horror movie about planning weddings. And then we can create 
Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey, or any other romantic comedy people and create the new wedding planner movie that is more appealing to the masses. Yes. And, like, you know, I think that movie was appealing to masses, but what were the other movies that we had sort of a, a dog days on? Well, we'll 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 talk about the honorable mention okay, in gonna, a second. We're gonna but get just on that just one. keep okay. keep in mind we're gonna come back to this. Okay. Okay. So number three, I think a lot of people haven't seen, but it is one of my favorite movies ever, and it put me into an absolute depression every single time I saw it when I was younger. Because solid solid sign of a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> I had an unbelievable <laughs> crush on Brad Pitt in this movie. And I honestly think that anyone that saw this movie would, there would be no contest. This is the hottest movie he's ever been in. But anyway, the movie is Legends of the Fall. I've, I have never seen this movie. So this is all in your court. Yeah, this is Casey's pick. But Hannah luckily said that it was 100% okay to be the third pick. And so basically the concept of the movie is that there's three brothers and one of, and it's during wartime and the youngest brother brings home a beautiful girl and he's going to marry her. And then he unfortunately dies. And then, then she's left like at the family plot with the other two brothers and that survived the war. And then she ends up getting with one of them and then somehow ends up getting with the other one. And anyway, it's basically like this insane tryst <laughs> of her being an absolute slut with a bunch of brothers, but we love a good slew. You know? We do. We love a good, <laughs> we love it. So, um, but anyway, obviously Brad Pitt being in it was a huge draw, but I think the movie in itself was amazing. So I think everyone should see the original, but I do think because not a lot of people have seen the original, you could redo it. You could redo it, and it could be amazing. I think Brad Pitt could come back and be the Anthony Hopkins character, who is the father figure, and be super hot. And then the three brothers could be. We talked a lot about yes. this, but yeah. we think maybe the youngest could be T- Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Yep. The middle could be maybe a Robert Pattinson or an or something to that effect. Um... Andrew Garfield. I'm not, I'm not sure I entirely agree with that. But. Well, yeah, I don't know about. I mean, Miles Miles Teller. I actually agree with that. Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller could be good. But anyway, someone around like the 30s could be the middle brother, and the oldest brother, like something like a Jake Gyllenhaal, would be good. And um, I feel like it shouldn't be someone like too pretty though. Well, they all have to be hot enough where you're kind of like you don't know who this girl should be with. And we actually didn't discuss who we thought the girl should be. We didn't, yeah. Um, but it's got to be like an undeniably hot, hot lady. So, like, who would that be? It's so tough to decide because she has got to be in her like thirties, and she's got to be just sexy as fuck. Like, literally, like, not. I don't know, like. I think the only people that I think about that age are kind of like Emma Stone and stuff, and they're not—they're not sexy enough. It's got to be a sexy, like sexy a se- it needs to be like a Latina person because I feel like Latinas are just like so sexy right now. Sure, <laughs> totally possible. No, I I completely agree. I honestly think it should be someone that's out of our realm of thinking right now. Yeah, um, we just don't know. Yeah, so let's just like keep it like. 
You should send us your thoughts of who you what you think. What you think yeah. it should be. But anyway, that's our number three. <laughs> when we produce this new movie, that would be helpful. Thank you. Our number two <laughs> is an unbelievable idea, and I think Justin Cohen will majorly agree. It is. <laughs> you want to say Blue Crush? Yes. If you haven't seen this movie, I don't know what you've been doing for the last 20 years, but this movie is absolutely amazing. Kate Bosworth, Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez, before Fast and Furious fame. And it's just like an insane movie about surfing in Hawaii. And to be fair, you really don't need to redo this movie, but you could in concept redo it. With Tom Brady, which I actually would personally hate as like the the quarterback that is good. Tom Brady that is good. Or Gronk. Oh Gronk. Like, actually Gronk would be great. Gronk would be hilarious. Yeah, that would be funny. Um because I, it this is like this movie is perfection, but we could redo it. We could. And we thought of some people that if we wanted to create like an entirely new vibe for it where it's not just like cool chick you know tan tan white <laughs> tan blonde girl becoming <laughs> awesome at surfing we could you know do like zoe kravitz or and then you know and her friends could be super white but the main character would be zoe kravitz and then yeah. her friends could be like Kristen Stewart, who's like obviously has her own quirks and weird things that she does and then saoirse ronan who's an amazing actress yes. And then these people are big draws and we could, you know, we're obviously open to any other ideas, but we are thinking that these kind of people are super hot, sexy. You never expect them to be in a movie like this. And I think we could, we could redo this in a way that draws like, especially for Cersei and Zoe, like draws like a sustainability aspect or something about the ocean to it. So I completely agree with that. Yeah. I absolutely love to create a purpose beyond our casting at this point. And so, yeah, that's number fucking two. We're thinking about the environment and climate change and hot people and that. And like, if you think of anything else that we haven't thought of, I'll be fucking surprised. Okay, so number fucking one is our best idea and we completely agreed. And so I really hope you agree. And we're going we're gonna to go... You're going to say the first word, and I'm going to say the second word, and so we're going to finish off the thing. So the first word is wet. (laughs) Yep. And the second word is hot. Wet, hot. And the third word is... American. Summer. Wet, hot American summer is our number one pick. It is an amazing fucking movie. There's no way we could beat it. Although I do think there's so much of camp culture that they didn't touch on. And both Hannah and I have gone to extended summer camp. So we're not speaking from anything we do not already know. We are way too versed in the fucked up shit of counselors and campers and camp and all that stuff. And I do think there's so much more to explore and not in the weird sequel stuff that they did where they were all like a hundred years old playing 10 year olds i think redoing it with new cast is a very good idea 
Yes, I think that could definitely be re-brought up as, like, a new series. Like, I love that they brought up that series, and I love that they did uh, the original cast in that series. But as Casey and I know, like, going to a summer camp, you totally understand the weirdness that happens there and, like, the love that happens there. So I think it would be an amazing series, you know, fruitful, continuational of a of a TV show or, um, yeah, news use new people. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to go into the silly characters that we can think that we would. <laughs> I mean, we could play with all the SNL people, all the people that didn't go on SNL, everyone on Parks and Rec, everyone on all on The Office, like. It, it could be, you know, unbelievably cross-platform, but we would be able to create the ideal camp, awkward stages They're just of like everyone. a true, like, that was true camp experience, but, like, true camp experience. True camp experience, and also, like, we forget all the other silly things that we did when we were at camp. Like, my camp was separated from boys and girls, and girls would, like, grab canoes illegally at night and, like, canoe across the lake for, like, 30 minutes to get to the boys' camp so they could smooch their boyfriend. Like, obviously, this isn't as insane as going in and doing a bunch of drugs as they do in Wet Hot American Summer, but I'm just saying there is way more to explore, and that was one of the most funny movies and i just think that especially after covid and everything that's happened with camp there's a lot to play with there is totally and like i my summer camp was an all-girls camp and i went back five years after with one of my friends and in that moment we would steal the boat from our summer camp to like go get breakfast sandwiches in the morning or like there's so there's so much there especially when you're like just dealing with like an all-girls camp it's like very naughty who knows what's going on very naughty (laughs) all right so in terms of honorable mentions we only have one authentic one and then the other one is basically like an over all-encompassing idea which we've kind of touched on already the number one idea is we think swim fan which we loved, which was with two very creepy people that have basically done nothing since. And they've continued to be creepy. And yeah, yeah, but we think that would be an amazing thing to recreate. And even if they reprised their roles, but as older people would be great. But the main thing we think should be redone is basically everything that Benefer has touched. (laughs) Specifically starting with Geely. Which I think, had they not been on the brink of breaking up, could have been a great movie. And now they're back together. I almost think capitalize on this newfound fame. Popularity, yes. And redo almost everything that failed in both of your careers up until now with each other. And we would watch it all. We'd watch every everyone, single second Everyone of would it. watch us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So Geely plus anything that they want to remake, we're here for. And those that's literally encompasses our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'd be really surprised if anyone has had better ideas than us, honestly. I think there are I'm like should we surpass everyone. Yeah, I think there's great ideas out there, sure. Um, but the likelihood that people make better movies than the ideas that someone else came up with is pretty slim and Every single movie we mentioned is is able to be beat. So, to fucking Che. <laughs> and we're going to peace out because we need another drink. So, suck on that. Guys, I'm back. It's me. And I have, I mean, one of the most beloved... Or beloved. Is it beloved or beloved? You know what? I think they're two different things. Which is the one that I want? I think you want beloved. Beloved. One of our most beloved guests of the pod. And I want you all to know, the man that was on the episode, sequels better than the original, which obviously if you are a human being that is normal, one of those is D2, the Mighty Ducks. He is wearing said movie's t-shirt as we speak. Dennis Koch Jacobs, the one and only. The Quack Attack is back, Jack. Thank you. Thank you, my dear friend. Um, I, by the way, I'm stoked that we're doing this. It's so nice to see you. Like, truly to see you. To see. This is great. I want everyone to know, until yesterday in life, I had never met Koch in person. And now here we are two days in a row. There we go. Or maybe it was... Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. It was yesterday. Two days in a row. Here we go. It's I like a, this streak. It's been a long day for some of it's, us and longer for I, others. Yes, so there yes. you go. Oh, my God. Here but we here go. we are. So this is movies that we'd like to see remade, right? Yes. Okay. Let's get in it. All right. I'm just going to get after it, okay? Come on. I'll tell you this right now. I know my number one. But the rest is ripping. Listen, two through five, they're just where they are, all right? right. Okay. I've got about five minutes till I have to get on the beer pong table, so Coach is going to rip through this. Don't you worry. Boys. Here we go, folks. All right, 1983's The Outsiders. Now, let me tell you why I would like to see it remade. The movie itself is wonderful. But one of the things that Hollywood likes to do is they just like to remake a movie so that they can get, like, a bunch of new people to, like, you know, come see this this product and then also launch a bunch of careers. The original cast of that movie, the cast of that original film is unbelievable all right patrick swayze um c thomas howe um uh oh my god why am i blanking on his tom name cruise. tom cruise thank you i was like tom cruise it is stacked all right so let's just see that for like a new generation what do we think i'll tell you what we think coach yeah so i want everyone to know that we were all going to go in here with someone different correct and just the way things worked out, I decided, you know, things happen. I decided to run in here real quick with Coach Riff. He does not know how unbelievable it is that he came in with me. Did you pick The Outsiders? The Outsiders was my number one. That's... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Yes! Unreal. Oh, my God. We're right. Like, the movie itself is wonderful. It's good. Yeah. But this is the thing. The cast is next level. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. Amazing. Yep. Um, also, did you say, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Right. Uh, oh my God, Matt so, so good. Outsiders, as I said earlier, people will remember, 
Outsiders is my number one favorite book of all time. I think I've read it a dozen times. Same. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And it's not that the movie's bad. It's not at all. No. It's actually a good movie. Yeah. But it's not one of the best movies ever made. Right. And it should be for how fucking good the book is. That's a really good point. And like the idea that you can take a whole just like brand new group and make them like it'd be the it's the perfect movie to watch 15 years later and see how big everybody got and be like, I can't believe they were all in this movie yes. together. Yes. So okay. Heck yeah. Stay gold, pony boy. All right, stay gold, pony boy. Ugh. All right, moving on to my number four. Okay, a little bit of a spin on this one, because this is also like a beloved, all right, movie. Beloved. 1994's Little Giants. Whoa! Here's what I'm thinking, okay? I'm cheating this much. I'm cheating this much. And for those of you, this is an audio medium. I have very, I have a little bit, a little bit. Okay, I want to see a sequel slash remake to this. And Hollywood, if you're listening, I want credit when the screenplay gets written. That is a mostly girls squad football team led by Coach Icebox. That's what I want to see. Honestly, I'm fucking fully here for it. I love Little Giants, but like I will say more so than other people that grew up in our same era. Yeah. I don't love it as much as everyone else. And I think that a remake would be fucking legendary. Yeah, it'd be really great. It's so funny. You can keep a lot of the same kind of stuff. Um, get a bunch, you know, a lot of the girls that want to play. And the idea of like Coach Icebox, I think to me is, it, it's pretty great. It sounds pretty fucking great. All right. Heck yeah. I'm going to keep rolling. All right. 1996's Beavis and Butthead Do America. No! Yeah. Amazing movie, by the way. Here's why. Tell me. That movie came out, what, Beavis and Butthead, we all loved it, right? Been watching it on TV, and the idea they're finally going to get a movie, they can cut loose. They can cut as loose as we've always wanted them to go. And it was a PG-13 movie. Which is sacrilege for Beavis and Butthead. Give me Beavis and Butthead fucking do America, right? An R-rated movie. Give me, like, the South Park treatment on the that South movie. The South Park Belonger right? Uncut yes. version of Beavis and Butthead. Yes, that's the remake Into that I it. Want. Let's fucking do it. All right. Number two. Okay, number two. 1994, Street Fighter. Oh. Yeah. My. Yeah. God. Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. That movie is a complete mess. If you get a chance to watch it, you're going to be very upset for a lot of reasons. They could make a good movie. But they could make an incredible Street Fighter right now. Give me a Tekken Tag Tournament too, all right? Oh, yeah. That's not a bad idea. All right? I'll take that. Um, But we have come so much further with special effects. We know how to make pretty good movies in this genre now. Like, give me a true, incredible Street Fighter movie. Done. All right. This is the big one. And my number one... And it's kind of funny because I think this is probably more Mike's going to hear this and like lose his mind. Oh my God, okay, okay. But it's 1977's Sorcerer. Have you ever seen this movie? I have not. Okay, it's a William Friedkin movie. Okay. It stars Roy Scheider. Oh, it is some jaws phenomenal. in there. Yeah, it's, it is one of the most suspenseful movies you've ever seen. The quickest version of the premise is that like... It follows like a couple of guys who all did like terrible things and had to escape their normal lives. And they all end up in this very strange like jungle and they all volunteer to essentially drive these trucks that get packed with like nitroglycerin 
and they have to drive them through the jungle. And if they shake around too much, they explode and everybody dies. It's so well done, but I would love to see a modern take on it. And it also had like a couple of plot holes that I think that a, a revisit and a remake of it, we could go ahead and fix. Yep. But I'm, you guys go watch Sorcerer. Um, it's based on a book called Wages of Fear, which is a pretty crazy, crazy book. I'm pretty sure it's called Wages of Fear, um, which is, a, like I said, just an insane title in itself. Um, but a remake of that, uh, I think, would be unbelievable. And it's all, I mean, it was made, like I said, 1977. It was pr- uh, uh, practical effects, which I think we should still do. And uh Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, The Wages of Fear was the, the original adaptation. I fully agree on practical effects, and Coach just witnessed me doing it. I just wrote the I wrote the movie down in my phone. It's getting watched this week. You'll love it. I can't fucking wait. You'll love it. Holy uh, shit. I appreciate it, man. It's always a good time to do this with you, and uh, look forward to our next Sir. full one together. There's, As everyone on the pod that's a friend of the pod knows, there's not many people we love more that happen than Coach. And it's just, here we go. Come in here. Can we go? Yes, you guys are coming in. Yes, we're going to introduce you. We're going to tag out. So, okay, look. Coach, Coach is signing off. I'm signing off. And we're... Oh, I have it. Babe, babe, I have it. So, uh... uh wait. Wait, but we want our own intro. I just have it. Oh, it's right here on my finger. Well, you guys can intro yourselves. We can intro ourselves. If you want. Yeah. You, would you rather do that? Yeah. Intro us, and then we can edit it out if we don't like it. Okay. But then we'll so, intro ourselves, too. Look. Coach and I are signing off. If you listen to the pod, you know Coach is one of our most beloved. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Guests of the pod, but now, my God, we have we have giants to introduce right now. Oh yeah, we have titans, titans. Some might say of the pod. Not only the special guest that has visited us the most. She's wearing a crown that says "most frequent guest" right now, which I think is really she bold. is. And outside of that. We have a first-time guest, and if I said she was special, I'd be underselling it because you guys, you guys know him, you love him. His name's Michael Fiella. He co-hosts this fucking podcast with me, and his wife, the one and only Karina, is joining us for the first time with my lovely girlfriend, Alex, who has been on the pod many a time. She's crying. I don't know why. She'll tell you guys. We need a tequila She'll shot. She'll have a confessional. We're getting them tequila shots, but Alex and Karina are coming on right now, and it's going to be epic. So Woo! enjoy. Enjoy. One more, one more, and Alex fills up her punch card. So. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Tough vibes and deep dives. Town PTM. Tough vibes and deep dives. Town PTM. Don't forget our tequila shots. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Gents. Here we are. Hello. Hello. (laughs) It's time to air some laundry. Serious laundry. Serious. Serious. So we're talking about the movies that we want to remake. Yeah. Movies that should be remade. Is that the topic we were given? And, And I feel like I was kind of frustrated and confused about this this topic because can you remake a movie that was made like a year ago? I don't know. Ditto. I was equally confused. I think it's up to everyone's interpretation and I think we'll probably hash out a few, a few things. 
Yeah. Um, in our conversation. Let's <laughs> strip. Oh, by the way, like, my overall buttons have been, like, undoing all night. Super pop. I know. Pop buttons. Yeah. Just so all the listeners know, we're at, like, a party. It's like a <laughs> podcast party, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so, so many pops. Popping. But yeah, so how's it going, Karina? Your first time on the pod. I know, I'm so stoked. Like, I can't even believe it. <laughs> and I'm so thrilled to be doing this with you I know. people. Like, this is fabulous. And if you really love us being on this pod, just put it in the comments. I think it's Top Dives and Deep Dives, you know, on Instagram. Or and Top Dives on Twitter. Exactly. And let them know that you just want us back. You want more ladies. Yes. Female... <laughs> vibes in the room <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right so how about you start us off with your number five oh, and then i'll wait. follow you know i really i have a number six so i gotta oh. i gotta rework it for a moment okay um, okay um, okay that's my number one <laughs> pressure guys okay so i feel like my number five is definitely going to be, and this is such a random movie, but the movie James and the Giant Peach. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> okay, and it's so random and and so bizarre, but like, you know how they're making movies now with real, like, real people? Yes. Like, James could be a real person now, Yeah, and he could go into the Peach, and I always felt like James and the Giant Peach was a very, like, bizarre like you should take mushroom situation when you're a kid you're like not thinking kids don't do mushrooms but as an adult you're like wow that movie's really like that is for people that are on things like that is made for that and I feel like James and the Giant Peach being remade like has anyone talked about James and the Giant Peach in a long time I feel like they definitely haven't, and I totally am vibing with what you're saying. Like, it's definitely a pretty trippy movie, I think, and if that were to be remade with, like, real people, that would be interesting. Like, this boy who's orphaned goes into a peach (laughs) and meets all these bugs. (laughs) I love that pick. Like, totally love it. So that's the one I want remade. And now I'm like, was that a number one? I don't know. But that was my number five. I would love to see that remade because they're remaking like all the other Disney movies and all that stuff. So James and the Giant Peach. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It needs to be remade. Yeah. There's a lot of movies, I think, like Disney-wise that they're remaking. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they did their Lion King a few years ago yeah. and stuff like that, which is like a classic for our generation, I think. So to have something like that like James and the Giant Peach which is also like pretty classic I think for us yeah um is a really good one I love it but will they ever touch on it that's the question we're gonna be waiting forever for this until they listen to this podcast I know obviously okay James and Giant Peach I believe Richard Dreyfuss was in it I'm not sure who else was in it but Richard Dreyfuss if you're listening James and the Giant Peach needs to make a comeback Bring it on. Let's do it. Love it. Okay. Okay. So for my number five, I picked Men in Black. 
Damn. So I know that there's a lot of sequels. Yes. And I guess my thought is to do like a remake of the original, which came out in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a movie that just was like so funny and yeah. just like really iconic, I think, for our generation. Mm-hmm. And I think it would just be really fun to pick like some new actors that are a bit younger and just like to play them rejig the whole thing um it was just a good laugh and a bit different and who doesn't love aliens i mean exactly yes (laughs) so we're like we're saying like will ferrell step aside (laughs) will smith oh my gosh will smith whoa whoa (laughs) guys just so you know in the podcast I've had like about six high noons at this point. <laughs> if we're being honest, we'll just air all the laundry. That down. was because I was telling you about my experience with Will Ferrell. I waited on him once. Hi, Will Ferrell. Remember when I waited on you at Republic? <laughs> Reminisc- reminiscing on that. But Will Smith, yeah. So basically putting new characters in the main roles. I think so. I feel like that would be interesting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I guess, like, for me, that was just such a fun film. Mm-hmm. And I think the time that it came out, like, yeah, I just think it would be really cool to redo that a little younger, infuse some, like, new energy into it and see what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was my number five. No, I like, I like that. For sure. Because I feel like, too... With everything that's going on now, you could definitely add some more, like, flair to it, right? Yeah, I think so. And, like, I know there's, like, some quirky scenes in there that I think you could probably um, update a little bit and, like, yeah, infuse some more, like, newer stuff. Yeah. Um, And kind of bring it into... And you have to pass the torch on at some point. Yeah, exactly. And I know that they are doing sequels, but, like, Mm -hmm. I think... You know, that pairing um, of, oh my god, I totally blanked on who the other dude is in that film. It's, uh... Hold, please. In the meantime, I would like to shout out High Noon for their great, uh, you know, vodka soda beverages. If you ever feel like being a sponsor, High Noon is a great refreshing beverage really good you know multiple flavors grapefruit cherry pineapple watermelon watermelon oh yes can't forget the watermelon we're not sponsored we're not not sponsored but high noon wonderful job feel like sponsoring us shout out hit us up at hot fives and deep dives on insta on insta okay Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Yes. So I think if we just reinfused that with some new vibes, Uh I'd be totally into it. Mm -hmm. Plus, I'm super into the aliens. Really, Casey should be in on this because she was on the aliens episode. True. If you haven't listened to that, you should go back and listen because it's dope. But yeah, aliens. Love it. Love it. All right. Okay. Number four. So number four. So, uh, this was a tough one for me, but I really have to say number four is Con Air. Okay. You want to see Con Air? 
I don't know, actually. So, I don't think so. So Con Air is with Nicolas Cage, and it's basically this movie about this guy who gets in this scuffle and ends up killing a dude, but he's in the military, so consider it his... Yes. That's the one with the plane. Yes. yes. I fucking yes. love oh that God. movie. And the ending, uh, and I, I fucking love... Um, Oh, wait, there is tequila walking tequila has arrived. We're going to pause on Con Air, and we have a lovely person walking into our room right now, Alex Mendelson. What's up, Alex? Shots, shots. Who wants a shot? <laughs> so, uh, straight from the bottle? Yeah. Oh, God. Luckily, I have a high noon. I asked, high for, noon I asked for cups. And, uh, <laughs> to uh, cringe. This is COVID safe. We've all been tested. And we have our vaccinations. Go get vaccinated, kids. And drink a high noon. Because it's a great chaser. Whew. All right. But Con Air, though. Killing it. Con Air. Love Con Air. Did you see Con Air? You've seen Con Air with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage on the plane with with all the... um, And Monica Potter. Is is it a heist movie? It's a heist. Oh, my God. You've never seen Con Air? No. (laughs) So it's not a heist movie. No, it's it's not heist. So, like, all these, like, ex-cons end up on this plane because they're they're going to wherever they need to go next. And this one guy, Nicholas, who is Nicholas Cage, his actor plays. Why are you putting in the quotes? Is it not actually Nicholas Cage? (laughs) No, it is Nicholas Cage. (laughs) He was brave. So, Nicholas Cage is on this flight, and he's getting actually released because he, he was defending his pregnant I believe girlfriend at the time or maybe wife from this guy who was trying to who was harassing her but because he was in the military he's considered weapons like if he uses any of his hands and stuff oh so that's why he went to jail okay so he gets out and he and she was pregnant at the time so he has this daughter and stuff and he's getting out finally to see her and he's on this plane with all these ex-cons but they have all this plan to like take over the plane it's a great movie and I'd love to see it remade and I don't know. You like the end scene is so great. I can't remember what song it is. It's one of those like amazing emotional like romantic songs that plays. And Monica Potter, who is in Parenthood, shout out Parenthood, shout out Dak Shepard, love you. But great TV show. She is in it, and when she's a lot younger, and she plays his. I believe his name is Cal, his wife, and it's just a great a great movie and I'd love to see it remade because it's never been remade and I'd, I'd be interested to see like if they could remake it because it's such an iconic movie and they're remaking Top Gun so why couldn't they remake Con Air? Why not? Exactly. I absolutely love that pick. Con Air, now that I'm like refreshing my memory, Con Air is You've like seen it, right? phenomenal yes. pick. Yeah, yeah, I have seen we it. We might yeah. have to watch it later Obviously. while we're playing Love Letter. Obviously. If it happens. If you have a love letter, you should go Google it. It's a great, yes, great, great game. Great game. Um, <laughs> I think the end song is it How Do I Live? How do I live without you? <laughs> is that the is that the song? Yes! So, oh my gosh, and it makes you cry and it's wait, very that's emotional. Celine Dion, right? I think so. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's Celine Dion. But it's it's a beautiful movie i love that movie leanne rhymes i think oh damn leanne rhymes oh it is leanne rhymes i reckon yeah well anyways 
Con Air should be remade because it was made a long time ago. If they're remaking Top Gun, they can remake Con Air. I second that. Exactly. And Mendy thirds that. Yeah. Excellent choice. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I love the action in that film as well. Like, there's a lot going on. A lot of explosions. A lot mm-hmm. of, like, you know, firefights and stuff. And It's one of those movies that doesn't feel so action-y, but it's action-y. Yeah. In sense. Like, yeah. And it has that romantic element as well. Yes. Like, with the daughter and the wife yes. at the end. Or girlfriend. Sorry. I don't know which one. But regardless. Yeah. Like, that rom- romantic element and, like, that he's fighting to survive and... and get through this so that he can see his daughter and his and his lady like that's just yeah it's a nice feeling a nice vibe and it would be fun to see that remade definitely mm-hmm. definitely Oof, what's your number four all right so my number four is the sweetest thing oh <laughs> love that movie so i love karen diaz i absolutely oh. love her like, I would watch anything that she's in. Um, That's who we strive to be. Absolutely. Like, oh. when I'm her age, I hope I look as good as she does. And, like, she just has this, like, coolness about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, laid-backness that I absolutely love. Like, she's just really – love her. Love yeah. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, love you. Um, so the sweetest thing is, like, just a very, I think, romantic but girly, like – friendship type Mm -hmm. of vibe and um you know I think it's the same as Men in Black that I think when that was made I think it would be fun to just like do some new people Mm -hmm. in those roles and see how that and I guess like infuse some more like more modern elements Mm -hmm. into it and see like how it comes out um and the sweetest thing is just like so funny like they that I mean okay so spoiler alert but like this is done like so long ago now, <laughs> but um, like the the part where one of her girlfriends like is giving a blowjob to someone who has like yeah, the Albert, Blair. It's Albert, yeah, it's Albert Blair. Blair. Isn't it? I don't want to close my eyes because I miss you, babe. And I, don't, I think that is the song. And she's I mean, having to hum it to try and release the piercing <laughs> from her tonsils. Yes. <laughs> oh. And I fucking love Selma Blair. Like, she's, she's so, so beautiful. And, yeah. Uh, just love her. Absolutely love it. And it's just, like, some really kind of raunch, like, comedy <laughs> thrown in, which is kind of unexpected, especially yeah. with, like, Cameron Diaz and, like, some of the people. Like, you know, it's a very romantic, like, friendship, girly type of thing. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, this girl's, like, giving a blowjob and, like, a fucking penis piercing gets stuck in her tonsils. Yes. And then, like, the whole community is in there, like, in the room. And it's, like some priest and the police <laughs> officer and like everyone's like oh my god are you okay yeah She's like crying it's kind of fun it kind of reminds me a little bit of something about mary and that yes. was like camera diaz was in that too yeah so she I, was I, I wonder if they kind of bounced a little bit off of that definitely that I'm interesting honestly no. like i was kind of in a little pickle between um something about mary and the sweetest thing <laughs> Because I definitely wanted to pick something Cameron Diaz because yeah. I absolutely love her. And she like those two films are kind of similar where it's like romantic but also um yeah, same era, I mm-hmm. guess, where it could be refreshed. So um but yeah, sweetest thing is kind of what I landed on, I think, because um something about Mary, I think, is just 
mean, this is a hard topic. And the, mm-hmm. one of the things that I struggled with with this topic was just like refreshing something that's such a classic. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to ruin it. Right? Yeah. And I think with something about Mary, like just with like, like this semen in her hair. Like, oh, I know. How, who else? And that hairstyle was so specific to that time. Like women were getting that short hairstyle. Yeah. Because it's like, the Rachel and Friends. Like, yes. everyone got the Rachel, then everyone, I feel like, got the Cameron Diaz, you know, like that. Totally. That short, like, cute hair. Little bob, yeah. And so, yeah, I think um, I landed oh, on the sweetest I'm thing. Stay here. You know, never know. You never know. Enjoy. Thanks, exactly. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I landed on the sweetest thing because mm-hmm. I thought it's something about Mary, just had a little something about it. Yeah. I guess, no pun intended, just plugging something so many times. But yeah, um, it just had a little something about it that I think makes it hard to remake with mm-hmm. that same spark. Yeah. You know, like that's something special. Whereas the sweetest thing I think could more easily be remade where it doesn't spoil like the original vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it went with sweetest thing and camera Diaz. Fucking love ya. And it's kind of funny because you think about it and you're like, could that happen in this day and age of like these three girls being living the single life? And I feel like one of them kind of starts to gain feelings for someone. And it's, it is so relatable because ever, a lot of people end up in that position of you're dating this fun guy. And I feel like Cameron Diaz, she kind of doesn't settle down for a long time. She's like the last girl to actually settle down. And it, it is very relatable to this day and age. And, like, how could you tweak it? Like, would they be meeting people on dating apps? Like, it's it's so weird to think of how different, like, the early 2000s were to today. Yeah, totally. And yeah. I guess that's why I think, like, that being refreshed would be really fun. Because mm-hmm. I think the way that, you know, three or four girlfriends talk about dating is so different now. Yeah. Compared to what they were going through. Um, yeah. Yeah, like that dating app thing and like mm-hmm. all that. I think it'd just be really fun to kind of update that and refresh it. Yeah. Um, with some new energy. So yeah, that was my number four. I loved that. Yeah. Okay, so for me, number um, it was tough. Oh, I had such a hard time. But number three, um, I went with Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Oh. Okay. And it's, it's uh. This topic was so hard for me because it is hard to take an old movie that was made in the 80s or the 90s and revamp it to today because you're thinking of everything, how social media, like cell phone, all of that, like everything is so different, just internet and and what we're striving to be as human beings. Like when I think of The Breakfast Club, you had the very, you know, you had the jock, the, you know... Everyone was very specific in that movie. And now today, I feel like every, it's so much more modern that if you have all those individuals in each role, it's going to be a very different movie. But I'd love to see that movie, like, remade. But I'd also like to see it remade in a way that it's not, like, it's not cheesy. Right? Because, yeah. Because... It is a classic, and there are specific. There were specific roles in school back in that day: the nerd, the jock, the the princess. Totally. You know? And 
I would like to see it remade, but in a way that's not taking away from that movie. In a sense, like the you know, I'd I I would I'd assume the princess is the cheerleader, and I was a cheerleader in high school, so no one give hard shit for that. Like I'm not pointing out cheerleaders, but I'm saying like that is the role that it is today: the cheerleader, the football player, the the nerd or the geek or whatever, you know, and I just, I'd love to see that movie remade in today's world in a very tasteful way. Definitely. Yeah. I think like that is kind of the element that I was, I had a lot of picks that I was thinking about Mm -hmm. that are along those lines. I wasn't sure if it was different enough, Mm -hmm. but I think with the breakfast club, like I, I guess what I feel is like, I think that's exactly right. That is different enough where it'd be fun to just see how that develops in like today's world. Yeah. Because I think those niches and or cliques rather mm-hmm. are like, they are different. And like the geeks, let's say in the eighties were, are very different to geeks now, you know, yeah. like geeks, like I'm They're- a geek. I'm a yeah, nerd. I feel like you know? they're not like the typical like glasses yeah. and like, doing the like when you think about movies like Grease and stuff like that yes. when you think of that geek it's so yes. different from today totally yeah and Grease is actually one that I thought about too and I was mm-hmm. like because that, like that's such a classic oh, film such a great movie and like it's the same elements that you're talking about in terms of like the cliques within like like high school mm-hmm. right and how can you translate that into today's world um without kind of tarnishing the vibe and the classicness of that um that film and I think The Breakfast Club is really um yeah a really great pick love it and I would love to see that film remade and and to see how those clicks are kind of reformed within today's world yeah love it because especially too being like that we're in our 30s we don't know how those clicks are anymore I feel like we're so removed from the high school world yeah that like knowing what what five roles of five people because I believe it's five people like what those roles are in those people right that because and two they had like I can't remember if it it was kind of like the misfit not the misfit though what was she was kind of I'm trying to think of her role in it but she was kind of like the depressed moody one and (laughs) yeah it's just with the fact that, like, mental health and things like that have become such a forefront in our, like, our society today, like, what would that be? Totally. Right? Because she was, like, there was a, and then the princess who dealt with, like, a lot of stress and anxiety around, like, sex, and yeah, I I don't know. I just think it could be, I could, I think it could be redone in such a beautiful way to really, like, depict, like, what today's world is dealing with. Because I'm sure when people watched that back then, they were like, fuck, that is literally how our high school is. And we obviously went through high school and had a different experience. But today, I'm sure it's so different. So With, like, social media and just, you know, so much access to everyone's, like, personal lives. Yeah. And and people flaunting so much of their personal lives that that really aren't actually what is real. Yeah. I totally agree. And, like... Yeah, I think um, 
those those clicks are I think do shift like you do like what you were saying about like the nerd and or like geek group mm-hmm. like that is pretty cool now yeah I can't remember what film it was now but um oh, I'm kicking myself I can't remember this but there was a film where like they there were like cops that like pretended to be uh high schoolers wait oh my gosh with that had Channing Tatum in it. Yes, it did. Oh it did. It did. What is that movie? Oh my I don't gosh. know. I, I have to IMDb yeah. that right now. Well, yeah. So as we transition to your number three, right? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that quickly. Okay. Yeah, I'll Together. start my number three. Yes. So right. Okay. So kind of along the similar lines of the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. I chose for my number three, Dirty Dancing. Amazing. So I love Dirty Dancing. And remarkably, I made it through 31 years of my life before seeing this film. I do not know how that is possible, but I am obsessed. Like, I understand why this is such, like, a cult classic Uh for so many people. Because it's such a fun, romantic, like, just excellent film. It's Mm -hmm. so fun to watch. And you're just so enveloped in the characters and I think the economic split between the romantics mm-hmm. um, is something that is, you know, going to be extended throughout, like, regardless of generation, mm-hmm. right? Like, that economic um, distance, I mm-hmm. think, is something that could always be be carried through into a film. So, I this is one I was hesitant about because of the, the classicness about it, yeah. right? Like, I don't want it to be ruined um by it being redone but I think um it could be retold um with new like younger people Mm -hmm. and just see how it turns out and maybe like a twist um on the concept like the storyline where it's maybe not exactly the same um but you know I think you know politically in this country like I think there's so much distance between you know the one percent and like just Joe Schmoes, like we're all Joe Schmoes, you know, yeah. the vast majority of us who are just trying to make a, make a buck and mm-hmm. pay our rent and make a living, make sure we have food on the table. And, um, you know, that story of like meeting someone who is, you know, more well off than us is yeah. something that is, you know, put in film bajillions of times. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think Dirty Dancing was just such a fun film to watch. And I I actually really appreciate that I saw it later in life. Um, So, yeah, I would love to see that redone. I think it's that boundary of, like, the economic distance, I think, Mm -hmm. is something that's intriguing and also carries through regardless of generation, like I said. But I think I am a little bit afraid of it being ruined because it's such a classic but I just couldn't leave it out because I think it would just be really cool to be redone. Yeah. And I feel like too, yeah, it is such a beautiful story because it shows like this girl who is in this high class family and Patrick Swayze, rest in peace, beautiful guy. Rest in peace. Who, I don't know. Yeah. It just like, it shows that two people can be from very different lifestyles and different. And that doesn't like, Connection is connection, right? Yeah. You know, two people can connect in a way and someone who is in a higher class can can learn things from someone who isn't in a higher class and someone in the lower class can learn many things. And I I feel like those relationships are very important for our world, right? Definitely. Because 
you have to learn things from each other and you have to like she was learning a little bit more of like patience and understanding and you know um I don't know just this guy who had gone through so much in his life she was like wow like how like versatile and and you know when someone deals with a lot of hardship like she was seeing that firsthand and and she fell in love with this guy and she was like that is the guy that I'm drawn to and I don't think there should ever be any like no one should ever be like told where they should go yeah and I think like I think that's so lovely that there's just someone who like they're they're learning from each other like I think that is such a beautiful thing that we can all learn from each other Mm -hmm. and like not to get too mushy but like that is like such a beautiful thing about life and that's one of the things that I really pulled from that film yeah um you know it doesn't matter who you are where you came from Mm -hmm. but you can always learn from somebody and um, even if you're higher class, lower class, middle class, whatever, it doesn't matter. And you love who you love. Exactly. Yeah. And you that's love okay. Who you love. That's yeah. what is important at the end of the day. hundred yeah. percent. And no judgment on that. You yeah. Know? And 21 Drum Street, just throwing it out there was the movie we were thinking. Oh my God. 21 Jump Street. Oh my God. Wait, you know, Mendelssohn stepped foot back into our office space and he's just borrowing our Don Julio. How dare you. I wish it was this innocent. I'm actually in here to see how much longer you guys have. Oh. Um, we're on number three. Right so now. we got we got four more. Two more. Two more each. Two more each. Yeah. Okay. This is probably going to get edited out but is there a, a, a charging cable in here for my phone because I'm at like 12%. Do you want to play you out? No. Wait. You can play guitar. Oh, yeah, just play us a song right now while we, while you can type, you type, no, you type yours on, too on this pad. Oh, just shit. in case. Okay, okay, okay. Just play us a little melody. A little interlude. I need an interlude right now. Just Don't listen. peek at this, by the way. I'm not. My number, th- number two and number one right, are so listen fucking Listen to this interlude. Don't worry, guys. Just go with it. We love Mike and Justin. They are great at their podcast. They love to talk about movies. And film music, too. They get really deep in the dives to talk about their top five. That was so good. I'm Alex and you're Karina. We have to hang out with them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. Uh, Okay. That was off the bat. Just saying. saying. Yeah. Off the dome. One more shot for you because you came and strummed the guitar for us. That was amazing. Wait. (laughs) Thank you. Don't peek. No, I'm not peeking. I'm going. All right, there's okay. no charger in here, honestly, like, for real. <laughs> I'm at 12%, but okay. I think we can make Some it. of this is going to be cut out because of this. The chaos. The chaos. Okay. Let's, okay. I will women, see you guys soon. Okay. Thanks for the um, musician. I, pop, I popped it open a little. 
Okay, so now going to number two. Yeah, let's hear your number two. So number two, uh, it's so fucking hard. I'm in a troubled space right now because I have like two number twos and it's it's a very hard time for me. So I'm going to say movie that isn't my number two, but I, I struggled so much with it because it's one of my favorite movies ever, but I just don't think it could ever be remade in the same way because like the world has changed. That's just what I'm going to say. And for me, this isn't my number two, but I just have to shout it out. Father of the Bride. It was a movie I wanted to pick, but it was remade from like a a 40s movie into like a movie in the 90s but I just don't think it can re be remade again I feel like the world is so different now like just how brides and grooms and fathers daughters just like it just it has such a niche to it and it played with Steve Martin and Martin Short that I just couldn't choose it side note that was a side note father of the bride it's a side note. No one ever remake it. If you do, you're going to have problems. I love the side note. So that's a side note. But my number two, and it's a movie I haven't seen that much, but I do think it can be remade in this day and age, is When Harry Met Sally. Love yes. that film. I love that movie. And I've only seen it, like, Sleepless in Seattle is more of my movie that I've seen in the past. But, like, When Harry Met Sally, I've seen it very few times. But... And randomly, Justin and I, we were in New York a few months ago, and we sat actually at the specific table at Katz's Deli. No, you yes, didn't. Yes, we got lucky. It, during COVID, like, you would think, oh my gosh, it's going to be hard. And someone was actually getting up while we were sitting down, and we got to sit at the table. And okay. I have, side, and I have photos. I have a question. Yes. Did you have what she was having? Okay. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> I actually have no... I can't remember what she was having, but we did have, like, the... Pastrami. No, what's it pastrami? No, what is it? A Reuben. Maybe know. a Reuben? I don't yeah. know. Just an order. Whatever. But it's so funny because our apartment, we literally live, our apartment obviously is multiple levels. And we live and our apartment building has like signs and neon lights on every level. And we live in a corner. So the neon sign that they have lit up is like right next to our, our hotel room, our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and I've lived there for four years. Justin's lived there for a few years. Like, we just moved moved in a few years ago. Whatever. But, side note. It said what 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 she's having. All, what What is it? I'll have, I'll have what, what she's, she's having. having. And forever, for some reason, I thought that was James Bond. I don't know. Because <laughs> I saw James Bond. I'm like, I saw Shaken Not Stirred on another level. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like a James Bond-themed apartment complex. I don't know. It had, like, other movie movie quotes. I've literally lived there for four years. And just when we were in New York, like, this past two months ago, he was like, yeah, I'll have what she's having. And I was like, wait. And he had moved in already at this time. So he was well aware, too. And I was like, that is what it says next to our apartment. And he was like, holy shit, wait. And I was like, damn, Harry Met Sally quote is literally like a stone's throw from our apartment. Like literally next to it. Like, wow. What a, like, wow. I'm like. 
I was literally blown away. And even to this moment, um, yeah, I can't even, like, fucking... Yeah. It, it was crazy. But number two is Her- When Harry Met Sally. Because I feel like their situation of, like, two people who went to college together, who get a ride home together, you know, have so much connection And it's weird because, like, I believe, like, a lot of friend people have connections, right? As friends, like, it's a very confusing, muddy water. And I feel like they, you know, traveled home together. They end up trying to date other people, whatever, and keep coming together. And I feel like that is possible. There's, like, so many routes to that. There is, And I feel like it can be remade so well because it's so relevant in this day and age of, of you you have a friendship with someone and you are confused like could that friendship be more could that friendship be less and maybe later on the road you try to like tackle that maybe earlier you tackle it and I feel like a lot of people get in that situation so I think the movie can be made very easily again maybe when I know Karina met Mike. I don't know. It could be titled whatever the fuck. When Alex met Justin, who knows? But it is a very significant and important subject because it is happening every day. Like, people that are in friend groups together do have those feelings or people that went to school together end up having those feelings and they need to navigate that. And I think it's a movie that is very relevant no matter what time we're in because that always happens. And it's such an iconic movie that I feel like it could be remade very easily. Um, Of course, who's going to be, you know, Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. Crystal. But again, very relevant, very easy to remake. So I feel like it could be remade. Totally. Love that pick. That honestly was actually one of my considerations. Mm -hmm. And that was one that I was a little afraid of, to be honest, because of what you're sa- you're saying that it's just so iconic mm-hmm. that can it actually be remade. But I love your point about like people being friends and developing that into a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that happens all the time. Michael and I are those people. Yeah. Like we were friends and that developed into something. And I think that's just something that happens to so many people that it mm-hmm. would be really relatable. Um, so to refresh that would be really fun. And side note is fucking dying when you were saying about your apartment. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? It's what? been all this time. All years. This time. Yeah, years. And no for, clue. I, I, for some reason, no, you know, shake and not stirred makes sense. But yeah. I'll have what she's having. I kind of related it to that for some reason. <laughs> but, you know, I live on the Harry Met Sally level of my apartment building and I'm not mad about it great level that I know you know love it great that is a fabulous level to live on like who wouldn't want to live on that level but (laughs) and I was so excited when we sat under the table I was like oh my god I'm like Sally let me talk about my orgasm right now (laughs) (laughs) did you sit where Sally sat or did you sit where Billy Crystal sat we sat where each sat and we're eating our sandwiches and I was like damn wow and it is so, it's iconic. Like, so iconic. Yeah, you can't get away from it. Definitely so. not. I absolutely love, love, yes. love, love, love that pick. And yeah, like I said, I think it's just, it's scary to pick those ones because you don't want to ruin them. You know, no. like, they're so special to us. 
that if you were to redo them and they just weren't done quite right, it would be like, mm-hmm. oh, God, like, well, what a cringe fest. But isn't this the hardest thing for you? Like, remaking movies today when they were made back then, the cell phone aspect. Yes! It's so frustrating to me. Because, yes. like, you literally cannot make a movie today and not have a cell phone associated to it. No. we're fucking always on our phones. Always. It's like, yes. Okay. The film that I think of is... Um, when you got mail mm-hmm. is like, oh my god, you got mail is like just so specific. Yeah, to that time period, you could never remake that because it's just so particular. And if you made it now, it just would make no sense at all. No, you'd be getting out on your fucking phone <laughs> in the mail. And you're like, tender. <laughs> oh, it's you, Tom Hanks. You're standing right next to me, and you just fucking sent me an email. Like what? <laughs> It no. makes no sense. But, yeah, I think it's really a cool concept to, like, yeah. redo that so that you do, like, in, influence it so that it includes, like, cell phones and, like, getting text. Yeah, or, like, and it's, it's interesting to see how that would work because I really do think there was a magic about times back then that was, like, loving and, and sincere and, and different. And I feel like... Now we're so revolved around our phones and we know everything about everyone and it takes away a little bit of the magic. Yeah. Like, how how am I supposed to fall in love with someone that I know so much about? Yeah. Already. I've known about them because I've searched them on Instagram. I've searched them on Twitter. I've searched them on every fucking platform I can because yeah. I'm freaked out and want to know. And that's what we've been taught. Yeah. That is... We have been taught to, like, know everything about everyone before we meet them. And then we already have a preconception. Totally. And, and that makes me sad. Like, well, and I know you're, like, a huge 80s, like, film fan. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, another element, I think, of where you're coming from. That, yeah. that didn't exist then, no. you know. And, like, that romanticized idea of, like, meeting someone spontaneously at a coffee shop or like that just like doesn't happen anymore everyone's on tinder or like whatever dating app to um to find love and to find people and you don't just like spontaneously bump into someone you're like who the fuck are you i don't know anything about you but But do you want to be open to that no no because they're like i need to know everything about you what is your name what is your instagram handle and it's like no what's your credit score exactly it's like none of that stuff matters like no if someone is interesting and cool and there's a spark then go for it yeah there shouldn't be this like big stress about like oh my god this person doesn't make like six figures. Yeah. It's so much less organic. Yeah. And like down to earth. And I think that's really challenging. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like, I feel really fortunate because Michael and I met so young. Yeah. That we didn't have that struggle of like dating apps and stuff. Like, it was really organic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that gets lost. And that's why I think these films that you love so much that are from, like, the 80s and, like, 90s, which I love as well. Yeah. Like, especially, like, rom-coms or things like that are so special because it does have that, like, element of just, like, organic, down-to-earth, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. he just looked at me. Oh, my God. I know. Like, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. How is anyone going to feel that interest when you're, they've already looked at your profile, know all of your photos, and you're yes. like stressed about, oh my god, are they going to like my photo? Yeah. yeah it's it's not, just, it's so different. No, isn't it, it is. Yes. It is so it's, different. And it makes me sad because I feel like 
while I feel like love is still there and I feel like connections still happen, there's just such a different way about it. And we yeah. feel so unsafe in this world. Yeah, Like totally. We feel so unsafe dating that we have to know all these things about people and, yeah. and research. And, and then when we get involved with people, we're doing so much research to make sure like, this person isn't seeing this person. There's so much going into it that our 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 headspace gets clogged. Clogged, yeah. Of all this like information about this one person and totally. I don't know. It's and I think I think too. It's there's too much option for people. Like yeah. people now think, oh well, I can date this person and this person and this person and have so much option. And it's like, no, dude. Like you start dating one person. See how that goes. Yeah. Then if that's not working out, go see another person. Like, don't don't have like ten people at the same time. It's yeah. Like, I it's uh it frustrates me and and I really when I watch movies from the eighties and nineties, I get sad because I'm like, I wish life was still like this. I yeah. wish like my phone like flipped open and I was like all I could do was call on it. I didn't have <laughs> like texting and Instagram and this and that. I know. It's like it's People become so obsessed. They do. And, yeah. like, I personally, like, try and distance myself mm-hmm. so much from, like, social media. And it's so hard because that's just, like, how our life operates. And, like, yes. with, with us living in the UK and all of our, like, friends and family being in the US, like, that time difference is really hard where mm-hmm. it's nice to have that connection on social media because you're able to, like, see what people are up to. Yeah, and kind of, like, catch up. Yeah, without talking. Without talking, which is, like, so bizarre. Like, think about, like, the other, like, 80s. Like, when you, like, called someone up, like, on the fucking coil telephone, right? And you're, like, playing with the coil on the phone. And you're, like, what's up? Like, what are you doing? Do you want to meet for coffee or whatever? You know, like, you have to set a time and date and be there. And you fucking be there. there, Yes. That's, like, then, like, it's not happening. Like, you say you're going to be somewhere, you got to be there. Otherwise, it's not happening. Exactly. And, like, that's yeah. so different. Yeah. Because people will text you, like, five minutes, like, after you're supposed to meet. I like, know. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm not, like, able to go. Like, whatever. But, like, it's just such a different vibe. Yeah. So, I, uh, okay. So, circling back, like, absolutely love your yes. pick. And I think it would be really cool to redo that and kind of, like, bring it into this era. Yeah. And see how that would be remade um, creatively to yeah. incorporate, like, texting or, like, smartphones and Instagram and, like, you know, yeah. dating apps Just, like, and it whatever. It would be such a different movie. So but different. But it would be, be fun. Yes. Yeah. It would be really fun, yeah. I think, just to see what that would look like. Because yeah. it's just so, like, it's era is different like mm. from what we do now compared yeah. to like what that movie actually represents and what that was yeah so absolutely love that pick oh my gosh okay so bring it back bring it back okay so we are on number two is it me should i go oh wait no yeah. did we skip no wait well, you must be on number what did i do so I, I did. I did number two. Yeah. So you're number two now. Yeah. So I'm number two. Okay. Yeah. So um, disclaimer: I cheated a little bit for number two. <laughs> um. Okay. So background is that I'm a biologist, ecologist. Uh, I that's what I studied. That's what I am. I'm a total nerd. Um. So I'm gonna be nitpicky about. Something from my childhood, mm-hmm. um, and also mush that into something that I think is very cult classic. 
Um, so I've picked two series, let's say, like two franchises. Mm -hmm. um, one is, they're both in the same realm. So one is Land Before Time. Amazing. Which is, if you don't know, animated like dinosaur child film. Yes. Um, which they have like fucking, I don't know, like f I think 14 different uh, ones that have come out with, um, I think the original, yeah, 14 different ones in the franchise started in 1988 with the most recent one in 2016, um, which for the record went straight to film, like video. Yeah, it wasn't even in the movies. Wasn't even in the movies. So has any, has any even in the movies since the original? <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> Um, We're still waiting. Still waiting. Yeah. But, and the other one is Jurassic Park. Uh, so, okay. So let me just, Park. let me just share my beef. All mm -hmm. right. So my phone might die, but it's fine. We're going to keep going. Um, I, I got him. Okay. So everyone obviously knows Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, maybe less so the land before time, but I grew up with land before time. That was like my go-to when I was a kid. I'm a mm -hmm. super like ecological nerd I fucking love that shit um I think you know like Ross from Friends and me are like meant to be together yeah yeah definitely <laughs> um so Jurassic Park Wait, he's a paleontologist he is right? he's yeah. a paleontologist so like just for the record this David Schwimmer like we're waiting for you <laughs> like paleontology and like um basically ecological and like um evolution is yeah. something that I'm super interested in like it's just fascinating to me to understand like what one thing turned into ultimately mm -hmm. and like the the trees of like how those things are related it's just fucking cool yeah like it's so cool to understand that like one thing is so related to this and this is mm -hmm. how it like turned into it these are like the things in between it that it like ultimately became it just fucking blows my mind yeah so um that's my nerd out for the little uh, I love it I love it. it we need a little nerd out we need to learn some more right so, so here's my beef okay mm -hmm. so both of these films are like franchises we'll call them franchises because both mm -hmm. of them have like a shit ton of films right yeah and even like with Jurassic Park we have a new one coming out in 2022 starting yeah, like Jurassic World like transition. yeah there's fucking shit loads right so sorry for all the cursing but um <laughs> Right. So I don't know how much you guys know about like paleontology or like just evolution in general, but like, so the Archaeopteryx is something mm -hmm. that's like the bridge between dinosaurs and, um, and birds. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like uh, a feathered dinosaur with four legs, but it has like wings mm -hmm. sort of. Right. Um, so maybe you guys like who are outdoorsy have seen like the Ar Archaeopteryx um, brand or whatever, but it's essentially a four-legged like lizard thing that has feathers. Mm -hmm. um, and from this, biologists and paleontologists have just basically understood that like, okay, dinosaurs for showsies mm -hmm. have had feathers. So all of these films are showing these like reptilian like alligator skin type of creatures mm -hmm. that is very like enormously <laughs> scientifically inaccurate and it absolutely like makes me want to rip my hair off. yeah like it's so inaccurate and I love the films don't get me wrong I absolutely fucking love Jurassic Park 
I love Land Before Time, mm -hmm. but it would just be really cool if those were redone. And this is me totally nerding out about this. But we I love the nerding out. <laughs> I love you. Jurassic Park, so I love the nerding out. Okay, good, 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 good. So I would love if those were kind of revamped with like the new scientific information, which yeah. isn't actually that new, to be honest. Like we've known about these like fossils, like these new fossils from mm -hmm. China and like various different parts of the world for like at least a decade. Mm -hmm. And it would be really cool if that was infused, like those films or franchises were infused with that information. So yeah. that like they were representative of what those actually looked like. And granted, like a T-Rex with feathers, maybe not, not be like that, <laughs> like scary. Like it's just a giant chicken. But yeah. like, it's still like, it would be cool to like have that more representative of what it actually was. Yeah. And again, it's, it's difficult because with, um, like forensic uh, paleontology and eco uh, like ecological science, it's really hard because like you don't know what they sound like, you don't know actually what they are because mm -hmm. you don't have them in the flesh. But and you don't know what they how they react, right? Exactly, you don't know the animal behavior and all that kind of stuff. But it's actually like really, f I think it would just be fun. Like it yeah. would be so fun to redo that with the information that we have now. And like you have a fucking T Rex that has like red chicken feathers on it like what the fuck that would yeah. be so wild and it would just be really fun to redo that I think um with the ecological information that we have now that's valid because like a lot of those movies are just very therefore the excitement of the crowd right it's, totally yeah and, and I don't know maybe like the feathers would kind of like make it less scary but like it would also like I <laughs> I'm not okay, so I know that Michael hates like sci-fi like, <laughs> things that are not realistic. I get it. Yeah. Um, and I maybe I kind of am pulled toward that towards mm -hmm. that as well. Being a scientist, like I love like if that could just be infused a little bit more with yeah. some accuracy. Um, and just see what they could do with it. Like yeah. I think film is so wonderful because it's just creative, you know, it's just art and to infuse that with real information and mm -hmm. just like make it a little bit more accurate. And it like with Land Before Time, like these are two very different franchises, right? You have Land Before yeah. Time, which is very geared towards children and um like it's supposed to be fun, adventurous, mm -hmm. and like teach kids things and like that's really cool. So if we could infuse that into that, great. Like kids could learn shit and like who doesn't love that? Yeah. Right. And with Jurassic Park, like Okay, yes, you want to instill fear and be yeah. people to, <laughs> to be extent. scared of dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. But, like, it would be cool if there was some spinoff where you could really, like, understand, okay, well, like, these creatures actually look like this. Yeah. It would still be scary as fuck. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you see a T-Rex, feathers or not, that shit will eat yeah, you. Yeah, that's there's scary. there's no qualms yeah. about it, you know? Well, it's true. It's, like, it... I feel like the dinosaur situation is very tough, like evolution and stuff like that. We look at Jurassic Park and we're like, oh, it's just a movie. Like, we don't think about real life. Yeah. And like, when you really think back to, like, fossils and all of this stuff and, and having, like, a movie that depicts, like, this is what happened. Yes. Like, kind of a true story in a sense. Yeah, or just, like, and I know, like, don't even, like, I understand that Jurassic Park is, like, obviously a fantasy film because, mm -hmm. like, okay, you have, like, eggs and you, like, hatch them or whatever. Yeah. And, like, you create this world that people, like, visit or whatever, like, a remote 
thing. Mm -hmm. But it would just be cool if that had a little bit more scientific accuracy in terms of, like, what those creatures actually looked like. Yeah. Um, Because we just know so much more than when they actually started. Like, you're talking about, like, 30-odd years now almost, Mm -hmm. right? And there's so much information, so much research, and so much, like, excavations that have been done and things that have been discovered since then. And so to infuse that into it would just be really cool. Yeah. And, like, still having, like, a velociraptor come around the corner and it's like, ah! And it's, like, (laughs) fucking feathers and shit flying out of it. Like, that would be terrifying, but so cool. So, yeah, you're like, this is the real (laughs) shit. Like, you know, there was a velociraptor, but one with feathers. That it would, is the real shit. It will still fucking rip your gut yeah, out from you. Yeah, so, like, like, you have no chance. But <laughs> it will smell your fear and you will like, die. Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a little bit of a cheat for me for Land Before yeah. Time and Jurassic Park, but a little more scientific accuracy yeah. into those and see how those are refreshed would be really cool from a kid perspective for mm-hmm. Land Before Time, but also for the more adult audience. Uh, with Jurassic Park I think it'd be really no I love it because I feel like it's tough it's it's kind of like Jaws right those movies depict these animals early as you know sea creature whatever they are I don't know I don't know the specific term but as like very scary like we want to bring action to them and and they're depicted not how they're accurately like they're very demonized yeah Yeah, they're demonized yeah exactly it's like it's like Jaws, he's like way bigger, maybe, you know, he doesn't look exactly as he is, or, yeah. you know, like the the T-Rex, not exactly, and they're like modifying the T-Rex mixed with like Andronimus or whatever, and it's like, no, that's not actually happening. Yeah. Let's like bring it back to what it really is and, and teach people. Yeah, well, them. and I think like also from a creative sense, like okay, yeah, we understand that they have feathers, but, like, that doesn't take away the art and the creativeness from it because, like, you don't know what color they are. You don't Mm -hmm. know how long, like, I mean, some of the fossils that have been found have have demonstrated, like, kind of the feather patterns on certain species and stuff, which is cool, but, like, you don't actually know what they sound like, what their behaviors are like, so it it doesn't lose, like, the fantasy side of it, right? So I don't think you lose, like, the, the special aspects of like why everyone loves those films yeah um but it would just be fun like and maybe this is too quirky from a scientist perspective Mm -hmm. but it'd just be fun to see those that are just a little bit more accurate Mm -hmm. so that is a little cheat of a pick but that is my number two i love it i love it amazing (sighs) so we're gonna round to number one yes let's hear it Number one is fucking working girl. Yes, queen. Yes, Melanie Griffith, Sigoni Weaver, Harrison Ford. Melanie Griffith is like this freaking amazing temp who is like jumping from job to job. And Sigoni Weaver, she ends up landing this job with Sigoni Weaver. She's like her assistant. Sigoni Weaver ends up getting injured in a ski accident because she's like off, you know spending her money doing her thing and Melanie Griffith kind of like goes into her role without her knowing and meets Harrison Ford who's de- kind of dating Sigoni Weaver on like the side but like he becomes like so enthralled with her and um she's just so intelligent and but she's so 
undermined, right? She's like this woman from, you know, probably another area. They're all in New York, but like, you know, she's just looked down upon. And she's a fucking beast and she like works her way up just with her, how how much she knows and just her like mannerisms and stuff. And like Harrison Ford obviously is like, wow, this woman is amazing. And I just think this movie being remade in today's day would be really interesting because obviously you're taking, in this movie, it's like she's looked down upon really until the end when she finally like fucking proves herself but how much more does she have to prove herself where I feel like today it's like like women don't have to prove themselves as much but it's still an issue but at the same time it's still more allowed so like I would really be interested to see how that shift is right of like this woman who's having to lie to prove herself to show like I am capable of being in this higher position I'm capable of being having a higher salary and being like treated right and having like these luxuries, especially too. also, it's kind of like this woman versus woman situation of like Sigoni Weaver is in this high position and is just like, you know, off doing fun vacations and has all this like expensive clothing and, and she's treating Melanie Griffith like she's like a peasant. So it's also that relationship between woman and woman and like she's she's taking her ideas, right? She's literally picking up the pieces of like what, you know, like doing everything for Sigoni Weaver and like trying being her like waiter, like when she's actually having the ideas and stuff. So yeah. I just think in this day and age, it would be very interesting to see that movie remade because totally. life is so different now, right? It is, yeah. Okay, so two things. First of all, fucking love that pick. And I think it would be really interesting to see how that translates into, like, what our world is now because it's so different. Like, 1988 compared to now mm-hmm. for women in, like, a working environment is so fucking different. And, like, obviously there's still, like, a lot of discrimination I think Mm -hmm. in terms of pay and whatever but like it's a very different vibe like in a corporate environment like you still have like now you have CEOs who are women and like running companies Mm -hmm. and like that's not like no one blinks an an eye at that you know which is awesome so it'd be really fun I think to see how that translates two um no I have three things sorry so two is um Sigourney what is that name that is fucking cool yeah I love that I mean, she's an amazing what? actress. Yeah. Um, Aliens, um, Heartbreakers. Love it. Heartbreakers Love it. is literally one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So um, shout out Casey. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> and Gene Hackman <laughs> hacking up a lung. Hack, hack. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I was going to say is that I was thinking about a film on my list or for my list that was very similar to this, mm-hmm. which... I was hesitant to pick because of how different the working environment is for women mm-hmm. now, which was shit. I forgot the name already. Um, it was with it okay. was was it on my list? No. So oh, no. it was it was basically the same concept of a working woman, mm-hmm. but she was single and she adopted a baby or like got baby, a baby. boom. Yeah, baby, baby boom. boom. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Thank you. So baby boom is kind of the same concept. Wait, of like, 
But his baby boom, baby boom is when she had a boyfriend. It's the one from the eighties with Diane Keaton. It is Diane Keaton. Yeah. Oh, okay. So did she have a boyfriend? Well, she had a boy, and then he left her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because she but got like, the baby. Yes. But, like, whether it's motherhood and having, like, a child or whether it's a, a working woman in, like, mm-hmm. a corporate environment, like, I just think that would be really interesting to remake that mm-hmm. in this day and age. So, I absolutely fucking love your pick. Like, I think that would be really fun to, to see what that would look like mm-hmm. in this day and age. So, absolutely fucking love it. Great pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so I think we're at we're at your number, my number one, one before everyone kicks us out. Okay, because, um, there's been a lot of disruption, a lot of kicking because out. it's been an hour. We have a lot to say, and we're like obviously really important. People. No, just kidding. Um, this okay, is, this is your first appearance. It is my so first you appearance. An hour. I I have to like make an impression. I know. know. Okay, so this is like. I'm going to be giggled at, I think, for this because of Michael's picks. Mm-hmm. BTM, sorry, Mike. Every, I call him Michael. Everybody says Mike. But anyway. Top fives and deep dives and town of Okay, so. Martin Scorsese. Zach, you're a fucking legend. We love you. Love you, Zach. So my number one pick. Are you fucking ready for this? I'm ready. I'm, 19... I, I'm holding my pee for it. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. That's like a fucking serious situation. That is. Okay, 1962s. Oh, of course you're going deep. Deep. Deep fucking deep. Oh, like, Mike, Michael. Like Mike. You better fucking like pay fucking attention. Mike. She's mentioned something that was way beyond any of our interest. <laughs> yeah, my time. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, I understand. The black and white films are awesome. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so my number one pick is 1962's To Kill a Mockingbird. Damn. So To Kill a Mockingbird is a fucking great book. For those of you who have not read it, I highly recommend you go Love to that. I read it in school. I read it in school. I bought it when I was an adult and reread it in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And it is fucking incredible. Like, it is such a great book. It's like book. Boo, right? It's Boo so... Radley. Boo Radley. Atticus Fitch. I fucking love all of them. It is so mm-hmm. iconic. And the fact that this hasn't been remade yet is just, like, blows That's my crazy. Mind. Yeah, that is... That blows my mind. Like, like this is a very iconic book and I think that it's an iconic film and maybe a lot of high schoolers just watched the film and didn't read the book. <laughs> we were forced we, we were forced to watch it. Hashtag nobody in high school did and it was an amazing we movie but it needs to be remade for new generations because the book is that good. It's so good. And like who doesn't have this finish? Like it's I just it's but Gregory just, yeah. is, uh so good. So hot. So I would say Teal Mockingbird because the book is fucking epic. The film is mm-hmm. fucking epic. You should watch the 1960s version. Um, but it would be really cool to redo this and just see what creative like influence that people could just like infuse into oh, this. And see what it would, it would yeah. look like in today's world. Like I just think it would look so different. Um, and you know, like films obviously in the sixties are so fucking like bizarre compared to like what they are now with a few exceptions. I think that carried mm-hmm. through and you can watch now and are like, Oh wow, this is really good. But, um, okay. To Kill a Mockingbird, great book, great 1960s film. It would be really fucking cool to see what people would do with it in this day and age. So that is my number one. 
Full stop. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. Congrats to number one. Woo. Alex Capino. Shout so out just, Casey. Just to say, you know, we, myself and Karina, were very excited to duo this. We hope to duo it later. Yeah. Um, and pick our own subject. But, Can't you wait. know, obviously very proud of our gents. Love our gents. Do a great job. And top fives and deep dives. Town of PTM. Top fives and deep dives. Town of PTM. All right, also Zach. Oh yeah. Thank you, Zach, for creating that song. Exactly. And we're signing out. K A. K A. Love y'all. Fuck yeah. This interlude is brought to you by Doggy Babes and Doggy Understanding. If there's a dog out there that ever needs help, I want you to call 312-879-7275 and you can find another dog out there that believes that you can be a strong person. Now, my name is Shocker Violet Blue. And I'm going to pass the microphone off to a great, great friend of mine. Dylon, Dylon Coheen, Dylon Coheen, and here comes Dylon Coheen and spit some hot fires. Come on in, Dylon. Thank you, my good friend. Thank you, my good friends. We're here. That was a fantastic interlude. Um, You know the deal at this point. You've been listening this long. Uh, You know what we're doing here. I... uh, I have myself, Dylan Cohen, so you know me as Dylan Cohen. I got my boy, James Passamato, a.k.a. Pass. And uh, we lost Mikey. We lost Mikey, uh, Mikey Peterson. He's coming to join us in a sec. All right, we're back. Like I said, it's your boy, Dylan, Pass, and Mikey Peterson. We know what we're doing here at this point. So we're doing our top five uh, movies that we'd like to see uh, remade. What do we think for the order, boys? Mikey's the newcomer. Poss and I have been on the pod. So maybe Mikey starts. Maybe it's Mikey first. And then Poss, do you have a preference if you go second or third? All right. Mikey, Dylan, Poss. All right, Mikey. What's your number five, babe? Well, no particular order. We'll just give one. I'm just going to give one. And you you should just give your number five. <laughs> I didn't think it was an order thing. I thought it was just like, you know, yeah, a little I, sampling. I don't yeah. have, to be clear, I don't have a particular order. <laughs> yeah. And I also don't write as a now have five. Look, I have three. Honestly, I don't know what any other, I don't know what any other participants have said on this podcast, but I'm just going to be fucking, I'm going to be totally upfront with the audience. Like, we've been drinking all day. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a podcast that is a spontaneous, drunken situation. Pure fun. Pure fun. And creativeness. Creativeness. And we're hoping you guys have fun with it. So, you know, forgive, forgive, but never forget if, uh, you know. <laughs> forgive, but never forget. <laughs> so I was like, I, I, think, I think we should just go around one by one and have recommendations. If we go past five. All right, let's five. do that. Let's just do it in no particular yeah. order. Let's just yeah. do five. Let's go, baby. Start yeah. out, man. Okay. So I'm going to start out with, so I got Jingle All the Way, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. But instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, we're going to go with The Rock. 
Holy oh, shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. I think that is fucking phenomenal, dude. Right? Modern twist. Yeah. That was totally. awesome, dude. Totally Rock was so play, though, because I think Arnold was amazing in the role, but I think The Rock would also crush that role, and he fits the profile. He could be the dad, yeah. uh, the son, but The Rock also has that like badass personality and fits the Arnold persona very well, so yeah. I think it's a great pick. I think it's phenomenal. I think there's a lot of... like I think The Rock is the perfect choice for the, repla- for the replacement of Arnold, and I think that there's so many ways that you can take that exact story and just modernize it and make it so awesome. So great pick. Um, my, my number five is a classic novel that I don't think has been made into the movie. It can be yet. And that's to kill a mockingbird. I, I, I remember reading it in middle school and seeing the, the movie in the same class and just being like this the book had such an effect on me and I thought it was so moving and Boo Rally, you know, all that shit. Yeah. And I was just like, the movie just doesn't do it for now, me. Are you like, talking about, are you talking about the original, like the 60s movie? The, or are you talking about the... the, the neither. The, that's the what I'm saying. The, neither one of them okay, have, did yeah. it for me. Like, I think we literally watched both. You watched both, yeah. And I just don't think either of them do it for me. And I think a modern retelling of it, like... It's similar to like when they did The Great Gatsby with Leo. Like, do I think they knocked it out of the park? No, I don't. Yeah. But in those, that's the thing. Novels like that are tough. But I think that To Kill a Mockingbird, if you get a good director, you get a good group of actors, you can really make that something special. So I would love to see that done. I like that because I think uh, the, because it is like a classic novel and a, like it, I think it is one of those things that kind of deserves like a, a retelling of it, like mm-hmm. every so often. Yes. And I think it, and it's been like, cause the last one was like in the nineties. Right. Yes. So it was, yeah. So yeah. that's good. Great choice. Great choice. <laughs> um, so I'll throw one out here. Uh, so just going for a pair that I thought crushed it in a different movie, but that could also be used in a, a movie from, I think it was the late nineties, early two thousands. I'm going to go with Dude, Where's My Car? Wow! (laughs) With Seth Rogen and James Franco. Get the Pineapple Express crew in Dude, Where's My Car? I think it could be a good pairing. Um, You know, could see where that could take it. I'm not saying I I don't hate the original version, but I just think it could be a new take on that movie. And, uh, you know, obviously a great comedy, so they they're they're a fun bunch and i think it just could be you know done in a very different way but a very fun way yeah obviously love that movie and i think that it's one of those comedies that would be fun to see like how someone you know does it again because i also think that something about doer is my car that's interesting is like Clearly, they they made it the PG thirteen version where like they were not specifying that those dudes were just stoned and drunk out of their mind the night before. Like I didn't, I watched that when I was like young, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I had no idea. And then I got older, I was like, this is clear. The script must have been rated R at first, and it was very explicit that they were hammered and high the night before, and they never did that. I think it would be fun to do it like that. My one caveat to your suggestion is like. Not sure Seth and James are on good terms these days. Uh, after after Frank after Franco got in himself into a little trouble um, with the whole you know whatever scandals he's involved in, I, I and but I think that Franco 
for sure. I mean, sorry, not Franco. God, Rogan would definitely need to be involved. Uh, I think that he could really do a cool take on that. Rogan and Danny McBride, another suggestion. Just throwing out the Danny McBride angle because I think he's been involved in their movies a lot in last in the last few comedies, and he's also like a good banter guy. So I think. The back and forth between Rogan and McBride could also be great if you want to replace Franco. That's yeah, I think I yeah, I think that that's a cool take. So two things, I think yeah, it's super interesting because that because that movie came out like I, I mean I'm guessing like 2000 or something maybe 99 or so, yeah, something like that and it was before that and what you said about like it was clearly R, clearly R and then they scaled it back and it was before all of those. Seth Rogen, James Franco, the the raunchy like comedy wave, basically. Yeah, and I know my dad would appreciate it because I remember seeing that with him, and we walked out of the movie, and he's like, "It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life." So yeah, he would held be, back, man. yeah, held back. <laughs> yeah. Cool but I remember stuff. loving it. And, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. Um. All right, let's go to number four. Mikey, start us off. Okay. So, um, this one is just kind of to fuck with Dylan here for a second, oh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with the Titanic <laughs> just to, yeah. <laughs> completely just to fuck with Dylan in one of his all time favorite movies. Omit this. <laughs> Omit this. All right. Do you have any follow up to that? No, not at all. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to say this, uh, Titanic is a masterpiece and <laughs> yeah, Titanic is a masterpiece. There's nothing that needs to be done, redone about it at all. Um, Mikey, like you said, just wanted to fuck with me and he successfully did so, but I'm not gonna let it get to me. And I'm just going to say, let the record show Titanic is a masterpiece and one of the greatest movies of all time. And we're moving on. So my number four. <laughs> Get it down to one VHS <laughs> Okay. That's funny. And that's fair. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Titanic, growing up, if you had it on VHS, literally had to be two VHS tapes because it was it was like the longest movie. At that stage of life, it was like the longest movie on VHS. Um, anywho, moving on. My number four. This one was tough for me because I think that it's so amazing how it's done currently. But I also think that it would be awesome to see it done in today's day and age with like bigger budgets, bigger scope, etc. The Goonies. Uh, I think that obviously it's amazing how it is, like I said. Um, but I think it would be cool. Like, just let's get some some of the A list child stars of today and put them back. And it's such a great story, such a great tale, and I, it's such a fun adventure that I think that like if we could. Again, like I said, if we could heighten that that scope um, and and try try to see what we can get out of it again, I think it would be it would be a cool one to uh, to see what they come up with. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's a really interesting point because of like like I'm imagining like a, a you know a str- I mean the Goonies is kind of like a precursor to Stranger Things, but For like sure. with if they have like the Stranger Things like budget and the effects and all that stuff, like that'd be, that yeah, be exactly, yeah, be sweet. Well, and actually, I mean, well, funny to build off that. I guess we can end with the Goonies, but my next one, if we can roll into yeah, that, right into related it. to the Stranger Things angle. Uh, so one thing that has been, I guess it's been a meme, but I, I kind of see the correlation. Matilda oh! was a classic 90s movie, yes. which I also think the Stranger Things actors, specifically the, the girl who played Eleven, 
could obviously be Matilda. I mean, they have similar superpowers. I think that could totally be a New Day version of Matilda. You know, roll her in as you know the child actress. I don't know if you'd still have Danny DeVito as the dad or whatever, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I could see the correlation in the kids and like, she has the superpowers and, you know, we already love the 11 act, the actress who in stranger, stranger things who played 11. Uh, I think she could fit the role well. So yeah. I'll roll that right into my pick. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think, I think Matilda's one of those, again, classic movies that it would be fun to see them remake it, uh, today. For sure. And I think it's so I actually saw the Matilda uh, Broadway, like the musical and stuff. Nice. And that was a blast. And like if they could, you know, like there's definitely I feel like it would be definitely like a, a calling for it. So it's yeah, yeah. like the um, uh, go right into number three. That's my turn. My yeah, turn. Okay. Turn All right. Um I'm gonna go with the Hobbit on this one. Oh because uh, nice. those definitely got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like so the, I mean, the Lord of the Rings trilogy are definitely, you know, some of my all-time favorite movies, and they were just kind of perfectly done, um, in my opinion. And then The Hobbit, they just, like, they tried to just, there's no need to make it into three movies. They tried to, you know, I'd like to see it as just, just one movie and just do the best they can with the, you know, and, like, and then I think it'd be great. Yeah. I think that's a great, great one, because I think that, like, after The Lord of the Rings was so, so successful and unbelievable every single movie like the hobbit had a lot of hype and i i think that you hit the nail on the head when you say like they tried to milk it by making three more movies and get the money and stuff but they just needed to make one epic and um yeah so yeah yeah um my number three is a movie that was fun and that I love because of the game. It's one of my favorite board games of all time. It's Clue. And I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. No, I haven't. I have not. Actually. Okay. So, like, that's one of the things. Is like, not. I don't think everyone's seen the movie. And the reason why is because, like, the movie's cool. The movie's fine. But it's that it's fine. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. I think that if you take that game of Clue and the movie that they made and you remake it and you get some stellar actors and you get like, just like a fucking great director and a great script. It could be so, so cool. Like I think an example of that was what, what was the movie that came out with like Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, knives out. out. Yeah. Knives out gave me a clue feel. And it was so fun. Like I love that movie. It was so fun. And I think if you can get, a stellar cast like that for the 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 movie Clue and do a remake like I think it could be something special. So that was one that I'd love to see remade and see what they can do with that because all time board game and yeah. yeah. That's a that's a phenomenal idea. And, and Clue, it's like if you walk into like a board game store or something now, you see like like I saw Brooklyn Nine Nine as like a Clue version of whatever. Oh, wow. So there's so and they make you know they make like Simpsons Clue and all that yeah. stuff. So like they've I mean, there's definitely so many people that are exposed to the board game and stuff, but that's right. The movie, I feel like, is just, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, yeah. I don't know. And I never saw it, but like, I think part of the reason I never saw it was because. It yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's get this on the mic. Uh, this oh, is yeah. my Irish crickets here for the Victory Podcast. <laughs> I 
yeah. Oh, that's a that's a that's a foamy for all for all the frothy cores All right, boss. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll throw one idea out there. Uh, so I think originally in the seventies we had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. And then we had a remake with Johnny Depp. Charlie, I, was it Charlie and Chocolate Factory or something like something that? But that, Johnny yeah. Depp was like the new uh, Willy Wonka, if you want to say. Yeah. So I guess just thinking about that movie again, I think it could be redone with Christopher Waltz. So Christopher oh, Waltz from Killers oh, Bastards, yeah. he has a very unique personality, he and he has this like clever, you know, it's like the it's kind of like foreign but like clever, like accent yes. is fun, and I could see him being this Willy Wonka character in his own way, just a very unique version of that. And so, to me, I don't know, I think that could be redone with him, and I think it could just be a very good new take on it. Again, I know it's been done a couple times, but. Yeah. I don't know. I just like Christopher Waltz, and I I think that he could add this different element to that character that would make it a better movie. Yeah, I think that's a great one. I think that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is one of those tales that can honestly be remade a lot. Like, I just think it's one of those, like, again, it's a classic tale and one that I don't think we get tired of. It's just delightful, and I think you're right. The OG one was like, what we grew up with. And then the Tim Burton one was like a very stylized. And I think that, yeah, why not just go for it again? Uh, that that's one that I could definitely see, uh, be remade. Yeah. I gotta say that's a brilliant, uh, casting on that one. I've, I'm already seeing him yeah. just like in the hat and everything like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. 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 And he does have that goofy, like sensibility. Well, like, like, the Django, he did, like Yeah, exactly. The, uh, yeah. 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 Right? yeah. So I was thinking he could be this like extravagant out there character. Which like yes. Willy Wonka is, and he can put his own twist on, like yeah. a German accent or something. Like you get that from the other movies. Right? Yeah, like, he could put this spin on it that I think would be very creative and yeah, unique. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's played like you said, like he's played that. He's played that character in like the Tarantino, but like in, I was you know, say, and like, in Glorious like, Bastards. This is a so. wild take, but like, what if we just get Tarantino directing freaking Charlie <laughs> yeah. and, and just like fucking Charlie, Charlie just starts killing motherfuckers at the end. <laughs> uh, I want to see that movie at midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, yeah. All right, Mikey, why don't you take us into twos? Okay, the twos. Um, so this one's a tough one for me because it's one of my all-time favorite movies, and it is a classic, and it is kind of one of those movies that was made in a specific time period and kind of should stay in that time period. So I don't even know how I feel about this one, to be honest with you, but easy rider. Um, and, but specifically with Woody Harrelson and potentially Mickey Rourke, I'm thinking as the two, as the, as the duo, as a duo. Yeah. 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 It's like, I'm very conflicted about it because it's one of my all time favorite movies and it does, you'd have to, you'd have to update it in a proper way. You'd have to, you'd have to update like the story and the, and the, the time period okay. into, yeah. you couldn't go back to that. You'd have to do it in a modern, uh, in modern themes. and all Yeah. And honestly, I know what you're saying. Like, you don't know how you feel about it because it's one of your all time favorites and it is a classic and it, you know, it has its mark, you know, on uh cinema, but cinema history, but, I think it's a good one because, and I agree that the story would have to change and this and that. But for me, when I watched it, I remember thinking that it I wanted to see almost more story, more plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that if there was a remake, I would love to see that. I would love to see 
you know, a deeper story, a, a, a script with a little bit more dialogue, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, to, to capture that essence of what the, the movie, you know, is about. And yeah, so I think that would be a cool one to see. Yeah. And just to echo that, I mean, I, I did love that movie, but I, I did feel like there was something missing and it was just like from the late sixties and uh, like the way it was made. I just, to your point, I think there could be more story and, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm just like people like thinking about people on a bike and like these days, and I, obviously I got a son's that anarchy is like the yes. bike stories these days. So Charlie Hunnam, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I could picture like a Woody Heller Harrelson and, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of like who else would be best fit, but like yeah, a, a duo, like riding bike cross country, like a modern version, I think, I think it could totally be redone. And, and I think there were like maybe gaps in, in the sixties and the way it was made. And like, uh, I'm not saying it was a great movie, but I think there were certain scenes that were kind of confusing or the way they were done. It yeah. just, they could tell a little more of the background and, and really build a script around it. And uh, I think it could be a great movie nowadays too. And just like a different take on it, but uh, same kind of idea. Yeah. To it. That's, great. that's, that's the crux of it. it, it I, fully agree and i just think like you said there was something missing you can't quite put your finger on it so it'd be cool to see it uh, redone good one my number two is another novel and another i think it was a classic just because like there was so much talent involved and um it's the outsiders which is one of my favorite books of all time and i think that there was such a stellar cast and it was a pretty solid movie but I think that it's one of those books. It's one of those stories that is just like so good. It's so freaking good. I think if you get a cast together today's age, and again, you get a director and you make it one of those big budget remakes, it could be like of epic proportion. So um, that's one that I really would love to see redone uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So The Outsiders, I've actually, I remember it was summer reading for some, for I think some class in our, but like, I think I, maybe I ever just didn't do the reading, or like, <laughs> but I think I missed oh, it, and I haven't seen the movie, too. So you've so, never read the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, one of my favorite books. I've, I don't, I've never read the book, I've never seen the movie, uh, so, Almost, I'm like, so I'm like, just wait for your adaptation of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it could be redone. I, 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 again, I, I didn't read the book, so I, I'm not the expert in the story, but I also think like the story itself, I think it could be redone. I think you have a good point about like bringing it to modern day. I think it would have a different edge to it. And I think it could be, um, you know, a great new movie. Yeah. Um, is this to me? Yeah. New, new one? Okay. Uh, I'll go with the number two. Uh, so one movie I was thinking about this kind of comedy from the 90s. Uh, so Grumpy Old Men was done yes. with Walter Matthau. And there's two guys. And uh, I forget the other guy's name. Um, it's it's blanking in my head right now. But there's two guys. They go fishing all the time. They're all old guys. So I don't know. Just something about like Christopher Walken came to mind Ooh, for that yes, yes. and then i was thinking either like an al pacino or robert de niro and they I could just be like a good well. dynamic i mean obviously i think they've been walken's been with de niro i know for sure in uh movie you know deer yes. hunter and other movies 
Um, but yeah, I, I think that could be a fun dynamic, like in their older stages, like, you know, some fishing buddies, like I love Christopher Walken and he's got this like funny attitude to him. So I think it could be a good, like older character. Uh, and yeah, I'm just thinking like a, you know, a classic De Niro or Pacino, like someone else who can compliment him. But yeah, I think it could be a fun movie and, uh, yeah, could be redone well. I love it. And I love your suggestions. I mean, you can't go wrong with Christopher Walken. And I, I think that like De Niro and Al Pacino would be fun too. Like not, I don't want to kick fucking walking out, but like De Niro and Pacino getting back together would be pretty cool. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I like it, man. I like it a lot. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I'll watch anything of Christopher Walken um, and De Niro and Pacino for that matter. Um, I'm trying to think who would direct that. I'm yeah. trying to think because, like, you'd want to avoid it being like a, you know, like a one of like a, just kind of like a, because like uh, especially De Niro and Pacino, they've made some stinkers uh, recently in the past. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and like you'd want, but I'm trying to think it I would be like, like the perfect I, for the tone. Of I that. feel like you'd want it to be like an older veteran director. Yeah, you know that. But you need the the, the great like a like good comedic director for sure. sure. Yeah. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to think of like who's alive yeah. and like who right. is like a bit up there that could do it. Yeah, that's that's one you have to think about. Like, yeah. shoot. I mean, there's another one maybe for uh, Tarantino to adapt and just do like a crazy, <laughs> crazy <laughs> version of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you could say that about anything, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's one that we'll, uh, we'll have to think about. We'll let the movie yeah. gods decide. Yeah. yeah. Mikey, we're up. we're number one, baby. All right, number one, number one. So uh, we'll stick with the Tarantino here for a second. Um, so True Romance, I would love the movie that Tarantino wrote, but he um, and then uh, no, not Ridley Scott who uh, directed it. Yeah, yeah. Someone else. So Tarantino wrote it, and then um, but he didn't get to direct it. It was like the first movie he wrote and sold. Um, and I know he's mentioned before that he like. Um, I mean, I love the 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 movie as it is now, but it would be interesting to see his ver- Tony, Scott. Tony Scott. That's right. Yeah, it would be interesting to see Tarantino's, you know, how he imagined it, like a version. Um, so yeah, I think that'd be really cool to see. Yeah, um, I think that. So yeah, I think that honestly, when Quentin Tarantino was starting his career, obviously that was one of the big starts and I just listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was saying how, yeah, he sold that script and that was like one of the, that was the first big paycheck he ever got. And now that we know the Goliath director that he is, it would have been very cool to see his own vision. You know, I think we all know now that like the only person that should be directing a Quentin Tarantino script is Quentin Tarantino. So I think that that's a really good pick. Um, because I think that again, Quentin Tarantino is the only person that can truly bring his own vision to yeah, life. Yeah, but so I do, but the, I do love the original movie. That's yeah, yeah. left the record show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, I got my number one, and this is again, it's like it's so tough to choose this one, especially because that like they did like a sort of. I would, I'm going to call it like a spinoff movie because it wasn't like the one. But just to like see the OG version done modern day with like unbelievable cast and again, a visionary director, The Wizard of Oz. I th- yeah. 
I, I just think that the Wizard of Oz is such an amazing story. And it's it is iconic as it is. And 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 that's the thing is that I get I was I was like, damn, like, do I really want to see this remade? Because it is so iconic how it is. But I do want to see it remade. I want to see someone really take that. You know, I feel like for something like that, it would have to be again, it would have to I think it would have to be like a veteran director, like a Spielberg, maybe. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and just someone to really take it to a level of of a remake that's just like really unbelievable because it is such a great story and i just want to see the modern version of of it be told and again i think you would have to it would have to be in the the hands of someone that you could trust like a spielberg yeah 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 uh yeah that's i've that's i think that's a phenomenal pick because it is it's i mean and i think that's that's probably why a lot of people are scared about a lot of people would be scared about going near it because it's so iconic but at the same time like the movie is just like crazy. Oh, I mean, was yeah. it from like the 40, like early yeah. 40s or something? Like maybe even early 30s. Yeah, yeah. So like it did. And that's one of the, and that's one of the ones that could benefit from all of like the updated special effects and stuff. And you get, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal. phenomenal yeah. yeah. And I was just going to add, I mean, like you, like you guys have reiterated, I mean, it's such a classic story. Uh, and I just think that there's there's so many different characters that are unique and it could just be, it could almost be interpreted in many ways. So I think if you, if you could put a different spin on it, it would still tell a great story, but also give a different perspective on the story. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the wizard Oz, like tan man, like all, all the characters they have in that movie. I just think you could put a different spin on it. And it would still be a great story, but told maybe in a different way. That would also be a lot of fun and like engaging for the audience. Um, But that would be unique in its own way. Um, Last thing I want to say about it is like, yeah, I think that, you know, one of my, literally my favorite movie of all time is Lion King. And I think that that's one of the movies I wish didn't get remade. You know, I didn't, I wish it didn't because they like just did the again they did the exact same thing and it was it great yeah of course but like just leave that one alone you know wizard of oz you're right it is one that you can do a different take on and also like the thing about lion king that i did enjoy was like they got like a stellar cast of fun actors to get together all right that would be so fun in like the wizard of oz like get the stellar cast together and just like let's have fun with this bad boy that like you know we haven't seen remade um and I just think that it would be, yeah, like you said, you could you you could take it a different way and and have some fun with it. So, yeah. So two things: uh, Christopher Walken as Scarecrow, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yes. back the, we're back on the Walken. <laughs> yeah, 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 back on the Walken trade. And I would have chosen Lion King instead of Titanic to fuck with you, but yeah, they already. <laughs> unfortunately, they already beat me to the punch on that one. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right, should I drop my last one? Yeah, uh, yeah, don't know. I mean, call it number one, but uh, yeah, I mean, just a movie I thought about, and I was like, you know, I re- actually rewatched this the last couple of months, and I was like, yeah, it's cool, but I wonder what it would be in today's technology. So part of technology kind of factors into it. But my movie is Face Off. Uh, so yes. we had Nick Cage. Oh, yes. we, we had Nick Cage and John Travolta. Obviously, great movie. I loved the movie at the time classic too, yeah. but i'm just kind of wondering what it could be today 
and what you could kind of do with it. Like in that concept of swapping a face and I, I like Christian Bale came to mind. It's like kind of like the edgy, like badass version, like, or the, the bad guy, if you want to call it when there's like the two. Uh, and I don't know if you throw like a Leo, like Leo DiCaprio or like, I, I'm not sure who the, like the nemesis or the uh, anti-villain would be. But I, I don't know. I, I just think like Face Off came to mind as a movie that could be creative and like done in a different way in today's day and age and with different technology. And it could be cool and maybe put a different spin on it. But at the same time, you get two great actors and they're like kind of combative. And I, I think it'd be done very well and it'd be very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting pick, you know, not one I saw coming. And I think, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's what we do, baby. But you no, know, I, I agree. I think it would be cool to see, you know, what other actors we could throw in that, and you know what you what, what you can do with it. So yeah, I love that. Um, I'm of the personal I'm of the personal opinion that every single Nicolas Cage movie should be remade <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. Surprising his roles. Just so, so there's always more movies out there. M- Mikey's a big Nick Cage guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey's a big Nick Cage. I'll say we couldn't tie Nick Cage yeah. and another nemesis another, who's yeah. not John Travolta. Yeah. Um all right. That was great, boys. Uh and now speaking of face off, uh I guess we're now gonna bring in the next and final group to see if uh they can face off with our picks. Probably not. We'll see you soon. Top fives and deep dives. So this was a long interlude. I figured I'd come in here and I'd say one more thing. You neither present nor past. You are always in the future, my dear. You are always in the future. And I swear to God, if they tell you that you're not, then you're an absolute idiot. Now, coming up next, we have a a great old show. We have a great time with some bad, bad boys and some bad, bad women. We we have ladies ladies from the deep, ladies from the gutters, ladies from everywhere in between. Or should I say in betwixt in between? God bless you and good night. Top fives and deep dives. It's more like top fives and deep dives. <laughs> All right, Finn. Hey, hey, hey. I, so we're here. We don't have hour four. I, I don't have a top five, but I think a top. This is going to be a hot three. Listen, let's just spit them. You know, spit them out. All right, so we're going to go. See what we've got. We're going to go. We're going to go one, one, one. <laughs> one, 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 and we're going to we're going to go we're going to tit for tat, huh? I'll grab your tit and you'll touch my tat. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, Finn. Um, why don't you lead us off with your with your with whatever you have at the end sure, of your sure, 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 the sure. end of your list? Uh, so uh, today's topic: uh, movies to be remade. Uh, I the top the bottom of my list, if you will, is uh, The Circle, starring Emma Watson and Tom Hanks. Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll look up that. And Rory Oscar. Well, if you get that. Sorry. Uh, also known as Gregor, if you, uh, you know, for you fans at home. Yes, absolutely. And, and and we all know that I cut balls and take top thighs and everything else. Okay, unless you boys do it. Cheerio. Yeah, cheerio. Yeah, yeah. 
So, video once before, do it again. Uh, the, uh, the Circle, starring Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, and John Boyega, and Karen Gillan, who, by the way, mwah, chef's kiss, what a beauty, uh, about a, a company that starts a social network that, like, takes over people's lives, essentially, and uh, it's all, like, everybody's lives are run through the circle. It's like a, an allegory for Facebook. And it, the concept itself, super cool, great fucking movie. The execution was terrible. The script was absolute dog shit. And uh, Emma Watson, while I love her, is just like, not a great actress. Um, so I would like to see somebody else at the helm of that. Um, Tom Hanks as a villain was really cool. Would repeat that, but that's, uh, that's uh, what I'm going to lead off. You know, I don't know that movie, so I, I really don't have too much to say to that, other than I love Tom Hanks. Emma Watson, you know, she's she's an amazing Hermione Granger. And I and I am and I'm re rereading Harry Potter at the moment, so I can I can attest to Emma Watson as the the, per, the most perfect cast member, you know, for that for that series. She did do good. She did she great. Did well. She did very well. Um, well, I don't have a five, so so I'm just gonna skip ahead to three. I'm gonna skip ahead to three, um, and I want to say this is gonna be a bit of a hot take. I'm gonna say Dazed and Confused. Wow, I think Dazed and Confused is an amazing movie in its own right. I think we have we have now done such we've made so much progress in these types of like campy comedies in in the last you know. To like the Fortnite, the, the last twenty years, um, if we get like a Judd Apatow behind like a Days and Confused remake, sort of like a la Superbad, well, we could have something really, Superbad really interesting. Essentially, Days and Confused. It is. It is. It is in essence. It is in essence. Uh, but I think if we we really need like you know a Matthew McConaughey esque kind of actor, so you know they need to be chasing around teams with paddles, things that aren't necessarily okay today. Sure. That that would really make Days of Confused essential. I also think that it, Days of Confused is a really great timepiece, and so I think that doing a timepiece today as a comedy would that be really interesting. That was my follow up question. I was going to ask you if you wanted Days of Confused, but in the twenty twenties. But I guess you want it. I, th- now, I think I think it filmed now in in the seventies could be really interesting, just because sure. of all the of all the you know the skillful mastery of of like the new movies today. Sure, I, I'm down with that. I would, I would watch the shit out of that. And I'm curious to hear who you would have as a Wooderson instead of Matthew McConaughey. Um, while you think on that, I'm going to skip ahead to my next choice, which was from the Goosebumps series, The Haunted Mask. Now, when I was a kid, the Goosebumps movies scared the living shit out of me. And over time, uh, I got less scared from them. So definitely have gone back and, and watched some of them. And they're just like not good objectively just bad movies but yeah i've never i've never even seen these movies oh my gosh you read the books yes yes of course so the haunted mask is the one where they ultimately find that mask in the the mask shop and she puts it on it actually yeah skip ahead to page 56 to see what happens here yeah um and there's like that iconic scene where they eat the sandwich full of worms and like oh my god totally fucked me up as a kid however i feel like you modernized it and added in like i don't know insert random actress here millie bobby brown I feel like would be perfect uh, in the role of the girl that finds the mask. Could be super cool. You modernize it. This, you know, the gra- you know, the CGI would be much mm-hmm. cooler, and the mask taking over. And uh, anyway, so we're we're not talking about the mask, right? With no, Jim Carrey, which hey, I mean, amazing if, movie. If we, we want to go there, we can honestly, go I, yeah, you know, 
And yeah. the mask itself, I'd see that too. But uh, no, I was talking about haunted masks. You, you know what? That brings me to my my next one, which is actually a bit off the cuff, and that is a remake of Ace Ventura. I think which one? Ah, uh, hmm. you know, I I my personal favorite is when when nature calls. Okay. Um, I think that. <laughs> what does he do when he does this? Hi-yo Silver! Hi-yo Silver! <laughs> precisely, precisely. I think that that would be an excellent remake. Um, with Jim Carrey? No, probably not with Jim Carrey. Because there's not another Jim Carrey. So there I is like not, there is not. But like, like, who would you say is today's closest thing to Jim Carrey? I don't know that there is somebody. No. Who is, who is the kid in... Well, I don't know. I had a train of thought when you were talking about your movie, and I can't remember it. I really hope Mike cuts this out. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Mike, when you're editing this, please cut out the previous. This will be easy because this is a four-hour and, and twenty minutes. Okay. We've been going and going. Um, no, yeah. So, so I. I hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I love those movies. I love The Mask. I love. When nature calls, I just don't know that you can like Jim Carrey is is one in a million, one in a billion. Uh, I don't, there are not many him. So okay, okay, maybe you know what? So I, I think for my number four, I would choose Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Okay. Um, it because because like in the same vein that Jumanji was remade. I think Jumanji is an amazing. It's a very similar movie. Mm-hmm. In a certain way, it's like the same era. Same time period, yeah. Definitely a different, different, slightly different genre. Um, you know, animal related for sure. Sure. <laughs> um, however, uh, like I think the remake of Jumanji was an incredible remake, and I think that Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, or When Nature Calls has the potential with whichever actor you choose to replace Ace Ventura, whether that be Jack Black or or a newer actor of the of times today. Sure, um, and I, you know, I don't have one in mind. I just think that these are, these are, these are this is like a, it's a great example of a movie that has a lot of potential to be remade. Okay. Um, all right. So your number three. My number Finn. three. Uh, as I turn the flashlight on my phone. So, all right. I wrote down the Princess Bride, and from what I understand, is that may have been said already during this podcast. So I apologize if this is a repeat. No, the Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, it's just like. It, you know, when I think of being a kid and watching movies and having my parents show, like, introduce me to, like, great movies, The Princess Bride is at the top of that list. And it's got, like, an amazing, amazing cast for the time period. You know, Carrie Elwes, I probably butchered his name, but uh, Robin Wright, Andre the Giant, um, Gregor Cosgrove, uh, and um, I don't even know where to begin. Anyway, the point is this, is that, like, you know, that movie, the subject matter could be remade at any time because, it, you know, it's fantasy. It takes place in in certain era here. Um, but I feel like... Was it, was it Middle Ages? Yeah, I guess theoretically Middle Ages. And, you know, the, the narration is told from modern time where a kid and his grandpa, you know, he's sick and kid and their grandpa's reading a story. And that's the story of the Princess Bride. I feel like it could be really cool to like either flip it around and have you know Prince um, 
uh, what's his name? Oh my God, now I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Wesley, be a, a woman if you wanted to. Um, you can, you know, and then if you wanted to like kind of just recreate the same thing, but like a different cast, like I feel like Dave Batista as like Andre the Giant's character as Fezzik would be really cool. And then um, you could do, oh my God, what's his name from Game of Thrones as uh, Inigo Montoya. What the hell is his name? The guy who plays the Viper, the Red Viper. I always forget his name. Anyway, I think the movie would be really cool if you just modernize the cast and modernize like the the, um, the sets and the special effects and things like that. It could be a lot of fun, um, but it definitely is a classic movie that doesn't need to be re remade. I would just be really interested in seeing it again because I love it so much. Yeah, we, you know, and I think that is an amazing way to decide a type of movie that needs to be remade. Just a movie that you think is really fun, has a lot of like you know standing power across you know time and. And I think that even though it was an amazing original, it, it can it's withstand like when, a remake. It's like when your favorite song is is covered by like exactly, a new artist. Exactly, it's like, yeah, exactly. of course, it's probably not going to be as good, but you know, I'm going to exactly. listen to it because you get a new, a fresh know, take on it. You know, there, are, there are, I think, I think it's worth mentioning, like there are a few different types of like categories of remakes. I think there are like old movies which stand to be remade. Um, there are movies that were like, really that are really good and because they're so good you want to see them cast slightly differently mm -hmm. and then there are movies that are like high concepts and they like didn't quite hit the mark and they're sure. a little bit that didn't do quite well but are interesting and can be and can be done better um and you know on on that note i want to um mention you know my a movie that i've that i've thought about a lot lately uh, this is an Alfred Hitchcock Hitchcock movie. You know, one of the founders of horror. Um, this movie is is The Birds. It takes place in Bodega Bay, California. Sure. Uh, it's a, it's basically about you know a, a city, a town, a small town on the coast, upper upper you know northern California, uh, north of the Bay area, where where birds essentially atta started attacking crows, started attacking people. Um, it's, it is. It is a horror movie. It is definitely very kitschy. I think that now horror has, because of advances in technology, horror has made a bit of a a, a, a leap in in the ability to actually become horror and become like more scary. And I think that like the remaking the birds, which was originally um, made in the. Uh, <laughs> um, when is the birds from? Pulling this up now. The 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 '60s, the early '60s, 1963. I think now you know with modern technology we can make this much much more authentic and much more interesting because I think it is really a a a scary movie. A lot of people have have real fears of birds. If you've ever been anywhere in Europe, pigeons you know will actually wreak complete havoc on you. So I I think the birds is a is an excellent you know contender for a remake i think that's a really great pick and i'm really have you ever seen the psycho remake with vince vaughn speaking of hitchcock remakes i have not so that's an example of how you can take a swing at a remake and miss pretty badly but i it would be super interesting to see how you would do a hitchcock classic like the birds which could come across as like really kitschy and really kind yeah. of like this is ridiculous and you know, why am I watching this kind of thing? Or if you had like a really talented director that took the, you know, what, what's available to them now uh, technology-wise and, and was able to still make that scary because 
you know, back when that came out, I remember my mother growing up would always tell me that this was her, you know, the movie that scared her the most as a kid. And I was like, oh, my, really? The birds? Like, yeah, like, we used to, anytime you would see a group of pigeons line up on a telephone telephone wire, um, it would be like, you know, oh, my God, it's the birds. And it was like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a really good pick. I would love to see that remade. Um, All right, so what is your number three? I think it's actually my number two. Um, my number two is, uh, so this is going to be a controversial pick, and it's going to piss off Justin Cohen, which, shout out town, I hope this pisses you off to no end. Uh, I'd like to see Swingers remade. And the wow. Reason, yeah. I, and that's a movie that I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this podcast and are around this group of people uh, adore this film, and I do too. I think it's it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of the things that got me into wanting, you know, wanting to work in film. Having said that, I think Swingers does a really great job of romanticizing Los Angeles at a very specific period of time, where you know you could go to the Dresden and you know pick up girls at the Dresden. I don't know if anybody's been to the Dresden in the last ten years. That's just not a thing anymore. Great place to hang out, great drinks, cool vibes. But it's just it's just a different it's just a different. It is city. a different vibe. I was I so, was there last so, week with, so, with Justin Cohen from. There you go. So, I mean, like, I could not pick a better time to bring this up. So I think finding a, you know, a new cast, um, because, you know, that, that whole motif of coming out to Los Angeles and trying to make it in the industry and, you know, have, trying to make a long distance relationship work. Like these are things that are evergreen and will always be relevant. So finding a way to, to tailor that to a modern Los Angeles, it doesn't even need to be LA. It could also be New York, New Chicago, it could be wherever you want. Um, I think that'd be really interesting to see. So uh, another take on it, it could be like, you know, a, a couple of girls that move out to LA and instead of, you know, the, the, the stereotypical. Do you have any uh, suggestions on which actors would, would play? Um, oof, that's a, that is a tough one. I'll have to think on that. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to go yeah, there. Hopefully I'll be able to pull one off before we uh, finish up here. But. My, my number two is going to be Wayne's World. An amazing original, amazing original. I I think that there are just so many other amazing actors that could do so well in those roles. Uh, namely, you know, I loved you know Bill Hader and Fred Armisen in documentary. Now, I think they would be hilarious Wayne's World uh, okay. actors. Okay, I like that. So you know, I I think I'd like I'd like to see them take a stab at it. You know, I think I think it's such a good duo movie. It it's not it's it's somewhat like it's it's a little timeless. I think that type of that movie in particular, any good duo, you know, that exists, I think would would be interesting to see play the role of Wayne and Garth. So interesting. I love that idea. That's, that's yeah, my what, favorite one that you come up with. What's a good duo? I mean, I mean, I, I when I think of duos, I think of like Seth Rogen and Jim Franco, like slightly pro- problematic. You know, Bill Hader and Fred Armisen, Hugo um, Forte, what perhaps. About, um, Matt and Trey, the, star, the South Park guys. I feel like they're funny enough. Actually, live action. Yeah, they were playing in, um, themselves. They did um, basketball. I, I love them. I thought they were you know characters. Were they in basketball? Yeah, they're the main characters. As people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like sure. Sure. I, I feel sure. Like you need somebody that's just going to be like, just full send, 
absolute goofballs. Maybe what if we got like 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 uh like John Cena and Zac Efron? You know that would now that would be a real a real timely duo. I say, say what you will about Zac Efron. That, I will watch anything that that kid. Yeah, he's he hysterical. Got charisma for days. He sure does. So does John Cena. I think he yeah, is he true. is he is absolutely. Yeah, delightful in, in movies. They did shortchange him in that most recent Fast and Furious movie, though. That was mm. Booty. You heard that, Town? Booty. Booty. All right, so so now we have the much-anticipated number ones from, from both of us. Uh, Finn, take it away. Oh, my God. So the number one movie that I wanted to do, I, I, I kicked around many an idea here and wasn't sure where I wanted to go. So... Um, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, I want to see a remake of School of Rock. Wow. I've seen that movie so much recently. That movie is just so good. And Jack Black is an absolute legend. And I don't know that Dewey Finn could be replicated by somebody else. But that movie had such a, like, another profound effect on my upbringing. I, like, I remember seeing that in theaters with my parents and my brother. And just going like wow this is the coolest thing ever and like listening to the soundtrack just fully like immersing myself into it and like anytime one of those songs comes up you're like oh my god i want to be the teacher's pet like so good so finding a way to recreate that with a new teacher and maybe like a, a new vibe and like also like shout out uh what's her name joan cusack as the principal a phenomenal performance amazing finding a way to do that again would be an amazing feat i don't know if it could be done but just because of how much I love School of Rock, I want to see it done again. You know, it'd be so fun to see Mike White actually do it again. He's so popular at the moment with White Lotus. So he actually, you know, he is having a bit of a moment. There you go. It's possible. Do you think it, do you think it's do you think his name you think White Lotus was named White Lotus because of Mike White? That's his name? I mean, that would be a deep cut. But uh, I'm here to believe that conspiracy theory. Interesting. Let's, Interesting. Maybe we started right here. Schneebles. Schneebly. Mr. Schneebly. Schneebly. And uh and uh Sarah Silverman was his yes. wife? Was his girlfriend? Yeah. That's correct. Wow. She was very early naggy. early role, yeah. She she played the naggy girlfriend pretty well. Really well. Um all right, so my What's number yours? my number one is Lost in Space. I oh my God. I love sci-fi. Tim Allen, that's why. You know, they remade it into a television show and it was yeah. just bad. It was a bad show. Didn't, like a lot of people like want to fuck the robot. Do you remember that? There was like in pop culture everybody was like the the robot in Lost in Space is hot. And no, really? 100%. Really? <laughs> that was like in the the zeitgeist. <laughs> and I just remember going, okay, we've officially reached like the yeah, yeah. The, the Danger Will Robinson was yes. uh was they were they, they were just bastardizing him into Fuck Me Will Robinson in some sort of way. Exactly, Fuck Me Will Robinson was said by <laughs> he's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this is a thing. So yeah, we need to remake. I think that that, that there's so erase that from our minds. Yes, exactly. There are so many amazing sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like The Martian, um, Life. You know, Alien, Sunshine, so many things that were done so well after after Lost in Space originally was created was was filmed in in the early nineties. Um, that that I think that now is the time that we actually see a remake of of a family going to Mars. 
You know, and you know, maybe it's Elon and Grimes. Who knows? Who who actually plays this? Who are the characters? I hope it's not Elon and Grimes. It's I probably would, not. I would, it's, I would probably avoid it if that were the case. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, there were there were. I remember seeing that in a crummy movie theater as a kid, and right that came out around the same time as Space Jam, did it not? Yes, yes. I feel like yes. that, like part of the '90s. I remember going to the movie theater and seeing a trailer for one or the other. Um, I may be wrong here and just misremembering, but uh, yeah. Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. I think that is right around the same time, right around the same time. And wow, June, yeah, June Lockhart, we have Mark Goddard. Really, a lot of Matt LeBlanc is in the original. What? Wow! 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 I forgot about that. Wow. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, he sure is, Joey. So, so that is it. We did it. We got through a list. You know, not thrilled with my picks. It's a tough category. Um, I'm not either. I, I, I really do like my Lost in Space pick. I think that, that I think that like a, a movie that is made into a TV show and where the movie and the TV show both suck, however high concept, I think like warrants a remake. Mm-hmm. Um of your of your picks, which one is your favorite? My favorite of my picks that I want, I definitely want to see redone is probably uh, ooh, probably Haunted Mask Goosebumps. Okay. Um, just because I, you know, there's not any like real main uh, household names in the original. I think it would be cool to like redo it with some some people that everyone's familiar with and might do well at the box office. I think they did remake Goosebumps in some sort of way recently. I whether it was. Television series or a film, but this book made into a movie was kept me up many nights, quite quite a few nightmares. Interesting, you know, I don't think I've ever seen any Goosebumps movies. However, I think that like there's a genre of movies that I don't think anyone has touched on here, and I think a really interesting movie to be remade right now is Halloween Town. Those old classic Disney movies are so popular amongst our generation. I had break. You had Brink. And I erased it because I went, Brink is a perfect movie. Why do I need to remake it? Yeah. But I 100% agree with you. If you open up that Disney Channel version of the movie catalog, you find multiple movies that we all want to see. We would love to see them redone. Halloween Town. Halloween Town, Johnny Tsunami. Fun story about both of those films. One, Halloween Town. I actually was briefly friends with Kimberly J. Brown and played Marty when we were kids because she was on this soap opera Guiding Light with my little brother. I see the hero there. And then moving onwards, Johnny Tsunami, uh, Brandon, I forget his last name, the kid who played Johnny Cavallo, was a bartender at the Fat Dog on Fairfax for like four years. That's and, right. And I used to go in and see him on like Monday nights. Yeah, we all love, we love Fat Dog. You know, huge, huge fans of that R. plaza. R. We have R.I.P. Yeah, we have Coffee Commissary still there yeah. living on. Love right? that. Praise be. Excellent. So. That's um, a good one. Halloween Town. I like that. Halloween Town. Yeah. I think there are lots of like ho- like holiday movies that I think could merit a, a remake. Oh, we'd be here all day. We would be, you know. Santa Claus. The Santa Claus, uh, you know, um, Groundhog Day. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is a holiday, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god! Oh. It's a holiday. I think you know. In a way, Groundhog Day has actually already been remade. Edge of Tomorrow. Shame on me for assuming that holiday film meant Christmas. Christmas? How Gentile of me. Yes, yes. I apologize. 
No, no, no. I think that there are plenty of there are plenty of yes. Christmas movies that also <laughs> could be remade. That was so good. <laughs> oh, All right. Well. All right. Well, that was excellent. We did our duty. Finn, this Andy. was a pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Well, guys, it's been a long fucking night. Uh, I think you guys got a lot of good content. I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to. Wilder's back with me. Together, we'll end this. What do you think of the whole thing? I mean, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm so happy that we were all able to be here. Yes. At Wilder, at Wilder hosted this, by the way, if we didn't say this at the beginning. Yeah. Hosted this absolute legendary uh, get together. I'm so together. grateful for the people that were able to come. I am. Uh, I like for all the people that aren't able to be here. We uh, we love you. We love you and miss you. And uh, man, it's, it's been legendary. It's been legendary, and I'm so happy for what we've been able to accomplish today. Yes, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, so many people. I can't. We can't name it up from all. Everyone's been here. They've been epic. Wilder and I, if we're being honest, we, I don't know if we have lost a game of beer pong yet, but we are continuing the run, and it's been fun. It's been epic. It's been top five. We love you. We love you, Zachary Wexelman will bring us out, and uh, Zach Adamson can. Suck it, <laughs> <laughs> Zachy. If you if you somehow listen to this, Zachy Adamson, Zach Adamson, our dear KPL brother, we miss you and we love you, and we hope that uh, we see you soon. I know Wilder will. I hope I see you soon. And Zach Wax, we fucking love you too. We love you. We'll fucking see you in St. Louis one of these days. All right, we love y'all. Peace out. Top fives and deep dives, baby.